Wardcast episode 90. Go! Go. Hello. That's yeah, a nice that's round right. number. Yeah. yeah 90. 90. Just 10 away from three digits. Yeah. Boyos. Woo. I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm joined by Sam Lotion. Hey. Will Blanton. Hey. And Mike Odom. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why, hello. Why, hello there. Hello, Mike Odom. Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, nope. That's the voice you're using the rest <laughs> yeah, of this that's recording. Uh, that's my real voice. <laughs> this is my fake one. Howdy, Pilgrims. <laughs> Mike. When was the last time you were on? Do you remember? Uh, it's been a while, man. It's been a while, like maybe seven or eight months. No. Is it longer than that? Like oh, a year? It's it's been over a year. Wordcast number twenty-four. Wordcast episode forty. Forty was the last one you were on. Oh man, wow. so it's fifty been casts ago. Fifty casts ago. Where I'm trying to. That's that also was like right around when Ruthie, Ruthie and I went on. Yeah, first time. yeah. I had you yeah. kind of like back the to back. The planets align. Right. <laughs> June eighth. So, <clears throat> 13 months. 13 months. Welcome wow. back. Yeah, thanks. Glad, I'm glad to, be back. to be back. Yes. Cool. Very glad. Different location, different locale, yeah. different microphones. Dude, this couch. Yeah, it's a good couch. Sweet. Will sat down earlier. He's like, is this like a recliner? Because it like went back a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> right. No, it's a futon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just might fall on you. No, it just might collapse. It just might collapse, yeah. No. Will, how are you doing? Uh, Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You're too excited. Too excited. Please I calm down. Ratchet it back a little bit. <laughs> Get real mellow. <laughs> and Sam? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. When's the last time you were on? Oh, man, like three episodes ago or something? Something like that. Yeah, two or three. I believe it. Yeah, we've gotten a little more consistent. But yeah, two or three. I want three in a row. Three in a row. I yeah. want to hit it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lauren's, it. Out we'll hit it. Lauren's out of town. Lauren's out of town. Yeah, she is. No, no other obligations. <laughs> nope. But this recording, right? You sleep for a week, you wake back up, come back. Right. <laughs> Play Rocket League for a week. Play Rocket League for oh god. Yep. Oh, I probably could. The addictions. Live uh, cast of Sam playing uh, Rocket League. Starting off real quick. Do you have anything to say about E3, Sam? Um. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? You, you had that smirk. It's like, yeah, I got some shit to say. <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, you know, I could just be like. That shit was boring. Um, but no, there was some good stuff. That one, uh, I feel like I feel like I should remember the name of it, but it was that, like, it's like a flying game. Like, that's the main mechanic of movement. Anthem? Like a dude, yeah. Yeah. That game looks awesome. It does look cool. Um, when it wasn't Destiny, it looked real cool. I thought the Devolver thing was pretty funny uh, until they started, like, throwing money at the screen, and then it was, like, like just turned into kitsch. Yeah. But when she pulled out the gun on stage and was just like shooting that in the air, I was like, yeah, that's like Devolver would do that. And, and the like pacing of it wasn't so perfect. Like, it wasn't like traditional comedy. It was like very like alt comedy. Like this is where I'm doing this in a very awkward way. Just, yeah. It, just, it felt very adult swim. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was dope. So I liked I liked Anthem and I liked the Devolver thing, but everything else was kind of meh. All right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? Uh, I really only paid attention to the Nintendo stuff. So Gotta all Nintendo totally all the time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was I was pretty happy. I was a happy guy. Do you have a Switch? Yes, okay. got a Switch. You ready for that to go on an Odyssey? Yes, I am so ready for the Odyssey. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm ready to inhabit people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no capture. Oh, capture. Yes, capture. Nothing devious about it. It's capture, right? Use the correct parlance. Capture, capture. Nintendo official. Capture the meet Mayor Pauline. Yeah. Someone was talking about Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew. 
mm. who was like the 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 precursor to Mar- uh, Wario, right? In in Wrecking Crew, and they were like, "Is he gonna is he gonna make a return?" That would in be New cool. Donk City. That would be super cool. I'd like to see Foreman Mike or Foreman Spike. Foreman Never Mike. Never get tired of Foreman New Donk Mike. City. <laughs> yeah. Never get tired of New Donk City. <laughs> yeah, New Donk. Such a great it's, name. It's the right type of crazy. It really it's is. It's like, did I they mean, focus test this at all? Like, I know, did <laughs> no, and they shouldn't have. I'm just, did no. they ask anybody? Yeah, were they just like, do you think New Donk is a good no, someone's name just like, yeah, it's New Donk. Like, yeah, Mimo just came in one day and was like, a New Donk City. And they were like, yes. He said it, so I guess we do it now. And he's like, now it's Mario time. Get back to work. (laughs) 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 All right, gentlemen. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of of interesting stuff happened. Yeah. But first, let's talk about games. Real games. Well, what have you been playing? Uh... All right, Sam, what have you been playing? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I tried Life is Strange finally. Yeah. Um, And I think it's really cool. I like the story a lot. It's very, you know... Uh, I get like Juno vibes from it, yes. obviously, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and I'm always into that sort of like homey indie rock kind of, kind of vibe is like, is like really, you know, it's always like a good coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I kind of wish that it wasn't so like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wag their <laughs> finger at <laughs> like, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, she'll remember that later. You know, it's like, like, like the, they do that in Telltale where it's like, all right, this person will remember that you did that. Well, like, just don't tell the player. You know, that's my that's literally my only gripe with the game. Everything else is amazing. Um, I uh, I thought the characters are really well written, which like is surprising for just a video game in general. It's like oxen free level, yeah, writing. Um, um, it's been like two weeks since I played it, so I'm trying to remember finer points. But yeah, suffice to say, I really liked it. And, and you only played the first episode? Only played the first episode. I'm waiting until... So like Lauren's in France right now. Um, and she, we were like taking turns. Like she would play like a chapter or whatever, and then I would play for a while. And That's she would cool. Play. So, so we're going to pick it up again when she gets back and play the other episodes. But Do you do that with Telltale Games? You and her play them together? Um, no, I don't really like the Telltale games too much, which is why I was surprised I liked Life is Strange yeah. so much. Um, is but, it because it's unbranded? Is it because it's a different story that it's telling? Maybe. It's, it's like way higher production quality than Telltale. Like way higher production. Yeah. Like, like the Telltale games feel a little churned out, you know? Um, I thought the Walking Dead one was good. And even though I'm not a Walking Dead fan, I really liked the, I really liked the first Walking Dead game they made. Yeah. But like they just had like the Guardians of the Galaxy one come out and I was like watching some gameplay that while Lauren's brother was playing. It was just like, man, this is so uninspired. It's just, I mean, it's, I think, I mean, for me, I think it's just that engine's old and it's just kind of clunky. Well, like even the character animations are just like, well, that's part of the engine. It's just like, isn't it just unity? No, they have some proprietary thing. thing. It's just super old. Like they said, they were updating it for Tales of the Borderlands or something or after t- or for Batman is what it was oh cool because I was telling Will about Batman and how there's a scene there's kind of like a, a like, I don't know a, a relatively he's really a guy named Bruce Wayne you know in case you haven't heard <laughs> spoiler Bruce alert. Wayne you know millionaire parents die what? yeah his alley. parents are dead <laughs> yeah but so there's a scene where it's Bruce Wayne talking to Commissioner Gordon he's like giving him some like confidential files about something sure. and Bruce Wayne's 
head is like snapping to an axis. So he's like tilting his head to look at Commissioner Gordon and then he goes snap. And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon walks away. And so the camera's got like this long draw on it. And Commissioner Gordon's in the foreground. You just see yeah. Bruce Wayne's neck snapping like to different axes in the that background. Like that, it's like that telltale jank. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I like the storytelling enough that I overlook it. But yeah, yeah. even I'm like, come on, guys. Right. Yeah. I like Life is Strange because they there's the environmental stuff is really cool. Um, which Telltale doesn't really do, um, of like, hey, you like, like when you're walking around in the dorms and you can just like look at people's laptops and stuff, and they have all this characterization. Just be a total just creeper. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, the, but like the game wants you to do that stuff, right? Or like, um, if, uh, can I can I like, yeah, spoil uh, something? Unless, right. unless you guys don't want to hear spoilers, do you care? Either way, no. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, like when you're walking around, I can't remember her name. Your old friend's house, oh, Chloe. Yeah, when you're walking around Chloe's house, there's like a whole part of the story arc that just won't get started if you don't notice things. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like, you know, like the dad's like surveillance and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And that's like, that's really cool. Like there's so much replayability there. Um, just like, I just wish they'd taken it farther, right? Like what? Let's like, let's not make them do anything and just put them in this like. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's, um, that would be even like more on like the Gone Home spectrum, like closer to Gone Home. Right. Yeah, because Gone Home's like that too, where like you can like blitz the game and not understood understood what happened, right. you know. Um, which is why I like Gone Home so much. But uh, yeah, Life is Strange, great game. Yeah. Are you gonna play more of it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are you excited for that prequel coming out? Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah that is. Yeah. That'll probably be dope. So yeah. this, and you play as Chloe. And Chloe keeps, I think, right. I yeah, think yeah, she, yeah. she referenced it in the first episode, but she talks about her friend Katie who's gone missing. Mm-hmm. And so, the, and so, and you kind of like forget about it the more mm-hmm. you play of Life is Strange because it becomes kind of such a minor part of the entire game. But then you, when they were showing the prequel stuff, it's like, oh, right, there's this whole missing persons thing yeah. that like never really gets, I mean, it kind of gets resolved, but like it's still yeah. up and, in the air. Well, and like sort of on that tangent, like, um, they really are not afraid to shy away from like some some like controversial or like more more uh, more adult topics like yeah. like a school shooting for example mm-hmm. um or like that that girl that 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 kills herself sorry um that's that's like a huge spoiler but but i i, I don't know they they didn't re- they weren't really like all right we'll make this like super t rated so that everyone can play it like they they like actually told the story right. and it, with all the details that it needed to have yeah um, so this is these are uh, the Remember Me devs. Um, so I don't think I've ever played that. I heard I heard it had some cool ideas. Like it had a combo system where you built your own combos mm-hmm. and you got to determine the rewards of those combos. So like how like the Batman combat system has like these multi button takedowns. Yeah, Remember Me had something similar, but you built them in a like tech tree. And then you determined, okay, if I execute this combo properly, I get extra health or extra stamina or whatever. Sure. So I think that was, but other than that, I felt, from what I heard, it was kind of a run-of-mill thing. Mm. But if that's the engine they used for Life is Strange, it makes sense that the Life is Strange engine runs a bit better than the Telltale it's one. It's a UDK, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Unreal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would make sense. Cool. Uh, Will, have you been playing anything? Uh, well, I guess I haven't really been playing it, but I, I learned Nape, which is a physics Nape. Yeah, you were talking about it last week with the pinball. Yeah, with oh, the pine yeah, ball. I saw that. Is yeah. this what you made the pinball thing in? Yeah, That's you awesome. want to play it? Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't realize you it's did this in like, Nape, dude. It's just like a little crappy pinball. I haven't oh added God, any so gameplay I'm really yet. bad at it. But it's done, I guess. <laughs> the deed is done. <laughs> yeah. You, you told me you were, you were thinking about playing Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, I really want to play some of that. Uh, I really want to play some Mountain Blade Warband. And if you get Mountain Blade, I'll, I'll get it too and we can play. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Do they, do they have multiplayer in the new one? Um, They're supposed to, right? I have no idea. Mountain, no. Huh? Mountain Blade's Warband, supposed to, the new one's supposed to have multiplayer, right? I, I don't know. I've like looked oh. through every video that they've released. Tale Worlds or something? I don't know. Traveler's Tales? But, um, I always just like fast forward them because they're just like, this is what a big battle looks like. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. But like, that's like surface level what's fun about those games like there's so much more fun stuff like i want to know how much fun it is to screw with lords and ladies and <laughs> screw, <laughs> screw with them, them. <laughs> screw them yeah <laughs> fuck them up i mean like one of the one of my favorite things about warband was like spending a lot of time oh my god like becoming rivals <laughs> with this like douchebag lord guy and then like so like it started off and I was like just like a merchant or whatever, just selling crap. And I saw him attacking somebody and I felt like that's that sucks. And so I attacked him. And then he hated me and we were like enemies. And then I joined his like king. And so then we were rivals and he still hated me. But then I also uh started courting his sister so <laughs> like basically that that save file was just all about screwing with this one guy and it was super fun <laughs> and he would like constantly be challenging me to duels i'd just kick his ass <laughs> and so like that's what that was that was like my favorite part about that game so i want to know more about that kind of thing but they're just like here's a battle with like a hundred people and you're Whoa. like okay, cool you're like, oh, but I, but can I screw with people? Yeah. Like, how how deep does this go? Yeah. How much can I fuck with this one guy? Right. Yeah. This one agent in this world. But man, like multiplayer. So like, and there there have been like multiplayer mods and multiplayer modes for that first one. I don't know if there's any mods that let you do multiplayer like the traditional game where there's like an overworld and you're traveling from city to city. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking about the wrong franchise. But didn't they also do like a like a Victorian era one? They did like a Napoleonic, era right, right, right. One. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and that cool. one I know is multiplayer. But I, is, it, is Blade, it just Waterloo? the battles that are multiplayer, or can you like go and just do the battles? Stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want like a go and do stuff multiplayer. I think that would be like ultimate. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could like um, almost like civ it, like like yeah, like yeah. Co op start in like different, or not necessarily co op, but you're just two 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 entities, right? Um, on the same map, and you start in different locations. Yeah, yeah, that would be brilliant. Yeah, I want to check that out. Pinball, big pinball person. <laughs> you guys First, I was like, pinball? oh, you have Mountain Blade on your phone. It's so fun. Even <laughs> you got Mountain Blade the, on the even phone. Without points. Sweet, thanks. It's yeah, really it's, fun. It feels fun. Yeah, the physics feel great. I thought, okay, so everyone on Twitter that day was making <laughs> pinball in <Damn> Pico Eight. <laughs> so I thought. That was in Pico 8. And I was like, whoa, that's like really dope, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Man, I want to get into Pico 8. Club. You still have that? Is it still that vector art yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah it looks cool. I, I, I'm like really excited to add art on top of it, but I do kind of just like the vector art. I like it. It's like, it's just like laser art. It's like the Tron version of pinball. Yeah. Red Tron. Tron ball. <laughs> Tron pen. I'm all about vectors. Yeah. 
Are you? Vector master. I like I love vectors. Juicy vectors. Yeah. <laughs> Juicy vectors. <laughs> Juicy vectors. I still want a game engine that's all vector based and like that's all it does. Illustrator. The game engine. But game engine. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I would very much. If you be could down somehow like um do all the, the illustrator rendering on the GPU as opposed to CPU, you probably could do that. I don't know I, I don't know the technical details. Of right. Making all that happen. You but. can determine that. You can force that in Illustrator. Obviously, it's not game engine, but you can force GPU rendering mm-hmm. or stop it. Because sometimes I have it off or on. It's it's one of the ways by default, and a lot of the lines look shitty. Oh, yeah. It's like super all, broken. Yeah, it's all chunky and shit. And I'm like, all right, just flip the switch. <laughs> and it's like, oh, now it actually looks like a line. Yeah. And not someone took the papyrus font and then stretched it out into a, <laughs> a single <laughs> into line. A line. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Mike, we've been playing besides Will's pinball <laughs> demo. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about this the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, really, the only thing I've been playing in any of any capacity is Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. What? How are you still playing? I'm not. I'm not mad. I, I know. I'm impressed. You know, honestly, I don't know. Like, it is the most fucking frustrating game like I've ever played in my life. What level are your characters, dude? I have so many like maxed out characters. What's the max? Fifty? Forty? Okay. Yeah. So the level cap is like kind of low, but like leveling up from like level thirty-two to forty is just the most painful it process really in anything ever. And like. You don't get any experience when you die and you die all the time because like the whole game is like seems to be built around like just one shotting. Like it's like, yeah, you've got all these skills and it's like, oh, cool. Look, zap, zap, zap. Yeah, yeah. Zap, zap, zap. Oh, I get plus three defense. That doesn't mean anything because like (laughs) and then like, oh, we have a battle triangle. Pop rock, paper, scissors. Nah, that doesn't mean anything either because. Yeah. Higher levels. You're like, oh, this literally fell apart. But like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. That's fine because I personally hate the battle triangle. I think that's kind of like a very rudimentary. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it just being three frustrates me because you know now yeah. I'm thinking about like Pokemon's basically a battle triangle. It's just they have, five. Well, no, well, it's like eighteen different well, types at, now at or this, something. At this point, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, it used to be way simpler. But I, I don't know. I think it's just because it's always there and always present. And the second I start a battle, and it's like, oh, they have all. R- red guys and you have all green guys you fucked up yeah you, you're like, done right. sorry Great, cool you didn't done. yeah and well see that's that's just bad level design i kind of like the simplified i mean like okay so if you have like 18 like pokemon does at a certain point it's just inflation right yeah um but then but then you can like you can combine the types because they're pokemon because now they're just trying to find like every combination of two types yeah it's hilarious like there's sableye which is he's ghost and dark and those two combinations have no weakness so he's the only Pokemon who takes no double damage or 1.5 times damage from any other type. That's pretty cool. So he's basically like he'll just take whatever the the base amount of damage is from any from any mm-hmm. move unless it's a critical. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I like the battle triangle. It's but so I, minimal. I, I, I mean, I, if they keep it as simple as they say they're going to, like if it's I really you know, like it, it works when you well. Know what you're going into too. Yeah, but Fire Emblem, like, they just break it. Yeah. They're just like, you have a triangle, we don't care about it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. now it doesn't work and you die anyway. If you could, like, circumvent the triangle, like, if you could come out ahead through strategy, uh, yeah, even being at a disadvantage of the triangle, which you can a little bit, like, you can, you can do some basic flanking and stuff. I don't know. You could I, do that in the I Game Boy games. Yeah. But they've just, they simplified Fire Emblem Heroes so much, it's like, 
pinballs my jam. It's so in service to like the treadmill to get you to like spend money on it and stuff. Buy our orbs. Yeah. Right. And then play the slots. Yeah. Have you spent any money on it? No. Wow. Not a single dollar. I'm impressed. And you're what, level 40? Uh, I mean... Well, he has multiple level 40 I have lots characters. of level 40s. Yeah, that's what I meant. But yeah, yeah. That's I, crazy. I mean... That you haven't spent money on it yet. I think it's just like... I think I've been playing it a lot out of my need and want to play like a strategy RPG mobile. And like mm. I want a good one, but I don't yeah. have one. So I just play yeah. that. Well, you, you know, know what you gotta do, Mike? You gotta make it. I know. You gotta make it. You gotta yeah. make it. I'm down. I'm just gonna steal Will's idea. And I'm just gonna roll from there. Hey, as long as it gets made. <laughs> I like how, like how the, the solutioners steal Will's idea instead of like, why don't I collaborate with right, Will yeah. to actually see the project to no, fruition? No, I think you know we're indie devs here. Like steal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just grabs whatever he no, can I know, from my house. I know all artwork runs out. It's really I just yeah. know in my heart that Will won't collaborate with me. <gasps> oh come on, he won't do it. <gasps> Route 76X Hyperreal joint. I want to see a, a Michael. You, you can draw the little characters and he'll just make all the waifus. Uh, that's a good and plan. <laughs> I want to I see a... Uh, <laughs> no, you can... What you'll do, Mike, is that you'll work, you'll make the game, m- most of the art, and then like in the last like 36 hours, we'll come in and just redo the whole thing. Right. And just be like, no, here's yeah. the game. That's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, I want to see a Part Mike... for the course. I want to see a Mike Odom, Will Blanton team up for a game jam that'd be pretty dope that would be dope yeah we should, we should next next global we should do that yeah. i would be very much into will that. and mike are gonna clasp their hands it's just gonna create like a energy wave it's just gonna destroy <laughs> everyone around them <laughs> right yeah we should like next global it'd be really fun to just do like all dream teams yeah yeah uh, <laughs> let just, them let fall the apart students, yeah terribly <laughs> right yeah just bickering I mean, like, between yeah, everyone just, we're gonna show our games now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just me, moment and Sam just arguing about unity in the corner. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, but yeah, but. we couldn't be a dream team because you and Moment and I would just fight about unity the whole time. Yeah. Um We have to we have to find someone else. Unless you were just like, all right, Sam, you can sit in the corner and write shaders. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and the moment's just like, fuck this, I'm gonna use phaser. Moment's <laughs> getting really good at, at uh sh- shaders, by the way. Oh yeah? Yeah. He's like uh he's like started getting into kind of like the live coding, like code life stuff, which is um it's not in an engine. It's just like a GLSL program that you know draws to like a, a web a web canvas or something it's like, like that. Like principle, like that uh, app. You ever use that? Uh, no. Um, Are you familiar? With I'm it? trying to give a way to. Describe. I mean, it's literally just an effect. It's okay. Just like yeah. a. Um, I posted. I made one last night. Um, and posted it in the in the shader Slack. Yeah, but, I think um, I saw it. I Is really that the like one that where web app? GLSL. Um, so is that was what's that, it called GLSL sandbox? Yeah. yeah. Was that the one where the code was on the page and then it showed the rendering on yeah, top of it? Okay. Like it like live compiles as you type. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really useful too because like in hack like if I'm doing shaders for Hackspixel, uh, you have to like write the shader and then compile it and then run it and then if like the shader doesn't work, it, it's just like a black screen. So that's mm-hmm. really helpful. Uh, anything else, Mike? Been playing? Uh, I played a bunch of Puyo Puyo Tetris yeah. the other weekend, Ooh. and dude, I was not expecting how addicted I was going to get to that. Are you, like, are you playing with with your with your wife? Yes, okay. we we played it. Uh, uh, my wife and I and my friend, my former roommate, my friend, was, my friend, and he actually brought it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you got to play this." And I was like, "Well, I like Tetris, yeah, sure." And I mean. 
It's tight, man. It's like so polished. Good. Feels so good. I like it. Did you play on Switch or PS4? Switch. Yeah. 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 So PS4, it's only physical. Oh, really? And I was hearing some rumblings that it might be a rem- a, 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 a limited run. Mm. So I was like, I'm just buy this now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't like definitely want to buy it six months from now and be like, nope, don't have any. Pull the Nintendo on you. Right. Sorry like, about whoops, that. Sorry. The um, how's how's your wife at it? Uh, she's good. She's good at it. I can't beat Wendy anymore. Really? Yeah. She like oh, one of those things. Wendy, my girlfriend. Yeah. No, at Puyo. Yeah. No, yeah. she plays Puyo Puyo, and I play Tetris. Oh, you play Tetris? Yeah. That was the key uh, question I was about. It. So you play. So she plays Puyo Puyo. You play Tetris. Mm-hmm. Do you and ever she, do the combo? Do you ever just oh throw them together? Um, some once in a while. She didn't really like that. Maybe, maybe I'll try playing again we literally played like five games i lost all of them oh <laughs> like first to two right lost all yeah. of them and i was just like <laughs> because when you play tetris in that game it's so much harder to attack the other guy yes it is because you have to chain lines together right and it's so difficult so i'm over here like building like getting like halfway up the tetris board with leaving like blocks right open so i'm waiting just, for that long slender piece yeah, yeah to just chain them all together well you don't even get that much if like it rewards you more if you like clear one line and then immediately right. clear another line and the right. next go it really rewards like the rapid fire yeah. much more than you would expect like but her board is so much smaller and she has like such fewer colors to deal with and she found some sort of winning strategy so she just like chains together a right. bunch and then fills my board like halfway with blocks yeah oh my god i was getting so angry <laughs> i was just like i was decent at this game right well poyo poyo like I don't know. I thought I found it much easier and mostly for that reason. But like I never played played it, uh, you know, I guess I played more Tetris by far, but I really got into the Poyo side of things. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know. I, I was always a Tetris kid, so I never played Dr. Robotnik's Mean, mean Bean, Bean Machine. Do <laughs> you ever play a uh, Super Puzzle Fighter? No, that's like to me, that's a Cadillac of Puzzle Fighter. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that was a really good game. Really, yeah, really good. Um. So yeah, wasn't there something else you played? Um, did you put something else on here? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, but since I can't remember, I'm Bomberman R, Super Bomberman. Oh yeah, Bomberman R. R. Is it good? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's the winning question. Yeah, I, uh, it's uh, it the boss battles are really, really well designed, and that would be the thing that you think would lack in a game like that. Like the core Bomberman mechanics are still there. They've got some new like power ups and stuff that are really good, really fun. Um, the camera is just really, really awkward. Uh, they wait, tried. Is it not static? Well, it, mm, yeah, but they have like oversized boards now. So oh. they have to like scroll along. So it's like on a track, which is fine, except they tried to be like too fancy with it. Cause you remember Bomberman is like top down or like front top down. Yeah. And, uh, they tried to like, you know, skew it over to the side a little bit. Mm. And basically what that means is like, there's places where you can't see stuff. So like you're oh, like yeah. walking behind things and they try to like do this multi-level thing where you can like walk up parts and you know there's like steps that lead up like three levels up in a level and uh you end up like walking behind things and not seeing yourself like they do like a little transparency thing but it's just like everything's so tiny even on like a big TV. Oh yeah, just, why is it skewed like that? Yeah, it's really I totally weird. Forgot it was like, Seems like it's a bad like they were trying choice. to show off the environments but there's the like, environments are also like a little too empty. Total blind spots. So it seems like it's kind of not, it wasn't finished. Like it was like rushed out, you know? But, uh, I don't like it. Can I see? Like the core mechanic is there and it is still fun. It's just, 
We've been making Bomberman for a long time now. Yeah. How how much? I mean, well, you said there's like new power ups and stuff, and that's like actually impressive to me that they're oh, able yeah. to like continue continuously exploit that design space. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like I was surprised too. It's like with Pac Man. It's like whenever they put out a new Pac Man, he's like, oh. Oh, I guess the old girl has still got some yeah, life yeah. in her. Yeah, I guess there is something else we can do with this. Yeah, like, Mario's different because they they just like completely recontextualize Mario. Um, you know, like right. They obviously, just obviously, Galaxy space. is way different than Super Mario sixty four. Right, and uh, they're pretty like genre defining every time um, they release one of those. But Bomberman is like like I don't know, I don't know why, but you can't really make a new Bomberman game and have it be like. Be like totally fresh. That's true. Right. I remember when remember when Super Mario sixty four came out and then every like semi well known platform or Bubsy three D. Yeah, like every Bubsy game 3D. every oh. every developer was like, Oh, this is it. This is how we revitalize all of these games. It's like we need yeah. to make Bomberman Hero. We need to make right. Sonic Adventure. Sonic yeah, Adventure. Pac Man platformer. Pla- Pac Man World. We need to make yeah. all this. Mm. Yeah. Worked, worked out real well <laughs> real well because so much of those had so many of those had staying power Still i like power man hero personally but i'm a crazy person right i like I sonic adventure i like sonic uh, adventure you know i also like lot. sonic adventure sonic adventure 2 was great really uh, enjoyed it back in the day remember that what was that what's that website with all the quiz games on it where it's like you guess the characters you fill in the blank you know what uh, i'm talking about like quizlet or something what was it i think so something like that um i went on when we were all talking about that i went on there and there's the ones like name all the Sonic characters, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll try my hand at this." Whatever. Yeah, I, of course hey. I can name all three Sonic characters. <laughs> <This would be easier. laughs> Sonic tails and knuckles, like come on. But no, I was like, uh, "I think I'll, I might know some." And I was like, "All right, Sonic and tails, knuckles, Amy, uh, Middle Sonic, uh, Shadow, uh, Big the Cat, uh, Big Cream the, the Rabbit." Cat. Big uh, the cat, Omega the robot. I always forget uh, Big the cat. And then, I'm, and then and I'm like Silver the Hedgehog, uh, Hector the alligator. You know, Vespio the chameleon. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty crazy good at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what part of my brain was dedicated to knowing the the Sonic OCs? That's pretty insane. Also, well, note Dylan was just coming up with those off his head. He's not like looking I'm at not, yeah, he's not I'm looking at anything. Not. It's re- yeah. So you did it again, and you did it well. I did it. I did it okay. What's the bee's name? I was thinking about the bee just now. I was like, what the fuck's the bee's name? I should know that. Like, so Chaotix is a cool name for a video game. Sonic Chaotix, that's a cool-ass yeah, name. Yeah, very cool name. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Growing up, I was super into Sonic, like Sonic everything. I used to read the comics. I mean, I used to draw Sonic. I used to make my own Sonic comics. Did you used to Play, draw like, all the games. Was there a Mike the Hedgehog? No. I did okay, so <laughs> time no, to look one up. <laughs> no, I canon was the only thing I cared about. Like I didn't I ne- I hated people that like drew their own Sonic yeah. characters. I still do. But <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I would always like just try to come up with my own story that ended up being exactly like the one I read last week, you know. The first result for Mike the Hedgehog. I did not draw Duh. that, but totally looks like me. Like a gray <laughs> hedgehog with a black <laughs> trench coat with a blood splatter behind him and a crowbar yeah he's a cool guy he's got the lightning bolts on his cheeks right. as as all ocs do <laughs> oh yeah yeah i can't remember the bee's name no one remember the bee's name i'm Bubsy. trying to find this really cringy Bubsy. Bubsy yeah. the bee, Bubsy the bee. <laughs> deviant art sonic character dude sonic fandom is like yeah 
if you could see Sam's expression, you know exactly what he's saying. The <laughs> did you see that they 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 pushed an update to Bubsy 3D? Yes, yeah. I did. What? Tyler was so excited. <laughs> they updated Bubsy. So you, are you familiar with Bubsy 3D, Mike? All right. So are you familiar with the Arcade Kids? Arcane. Arcane. Sorry. No. Arcane Kids. Jesus. All right. So the Arcane Kids. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> the so the Arcane Kids are these guys that make like these fake like re-release or like new games right so like their claim to fame was that they released this game called bubsy 3d and they made it sound like they found this old rom of an unreleased 3d bubsy platformer right (sighs) yeah so you play the game and sam well you guys are gonna help have to help me with this because i've never played it so i need a little help but what i understand it's been a long time for me is that it's basically bubsy walking around it's almost like a director's commentary for bubsy by bubsy (laughs) Yeah. But like it's him, but he's not like looking at regular like the game. He's like hanging out in Applebee's and what? like walking around like yeah. uh, the outside of a mall. And that still sounds more interesting than the original game. So the update to Bubsy 3D that they just released recently is Bubsy commentating on the commentary oh my of God. the previous playthrough. <laughs> Of Bubsy 3D. That's awesome. So it's this weird metatextual thing. But, it's you know, it's, you know, the classic kind of like open source kind of stuff where it's like you go to this website and it's all brutalist. Yeah, yeah. And like you don't know what it is. You hit a download button. You get this executable. And it's like, what the fuck is this? It's and like, they, do I want to execute? I don't know. And then they made this other game. Like, what was it? The Sonic Movie Maker thing. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, Jesus Christ! I have to find it. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic Dreams Collection. Sonic Dreams Collection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, where it's like scenes with Sonic, and you're doing like weird shit, like watching a movie with him. But there's like a picture taking mechanic, like in Pokemon Snap or Dead Rising, and it's just weird shit like that. <laughs> and that's and that's what they're known for. It's 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 like. It's like a parody, but it's like really dark and weird and like kind of twisted. Yeah. Yeah. And very like, very like strange Sonic fandom type shit. Yeah. You know? There's like, like, there's like a scene where like, it's, it's good. Sonic's like on a bed or something and he says, I'm, I'm hungry. And then you like force feed him food and he's like, like in a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> you like force feed him food and he's like, the model like stomach expands or something. And then he like, you punch him in the stomach and like he throws up all the food models and stuff. Oh my god. It's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Like the weirdest part of it is like you like it could exist in Sonic fandom already. Oh yeah. Except for like this version is like way more polished. Right. And it's yeah. and Sonic, not some crazy gross original character. I'm looking at pictures of it now. It's like Eggman Origins so bizarre. really funny. Eggman what? Eggman, Eggman Origins. Origin? Is that another game or is that yeah, in here's Sonic the Wikipedia? No, it's it's in Sonic Dreams okay. Collection. It's uh, here's the Wikipedia description. It is introduced as a vestigial, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. It is initially displayed as unplayable past its title screen as it requests connection to the defunct Sega Saturn and Dreamcast exclusive internet service. <laughs> SegaNet. That's good. Yeah, it's all really funny. It's all just kind of like making fun of like weird Sega peripherals and like you know. Yeah, but it's like, but in itself is like a a joy or like a a love for those things yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like kind of poking fun and also just kind of like embracing them but definitely making fun of like sega's dying breaths for sure <laughs> right <laughs> it's like if the guy who made the beginner's guide was like just 
high on methamphetamines the entire time and made this instead. Yeah. It's like just some weird fugue state. <laughs> it Anyways, looks like it. I'd say it's more of an MDMA trip game. Oh, okay. Fair enough. These pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing also Puyo Puyo Tetris. Nice. Um, oh, I played um, Jackbox Party Pack 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played it like last night. Yeah, I also well, I played like Saturday night. Uh, I finally played TKO, which I've never played before. I really like TKO, uh-huh. um, which is like create your own. That's so the t-shirt design one. Yeah, have you yeah. have you played it? Yeah, that yeah. one's really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 So I played it with Wendy and her brother and his her brother's friend and then one of their cousins, and they were getting the gross juvenile stuff. So it's like every drawing is just a penis. Right. It's like some, or a collection of penises and, and all the captions are like, eat my ass or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it guys. Like, like, come on, let's stretch the creativity bones a little, a little farther. Right. Um, but there was one really good one where it was like our second go through the game and the t-shirt comes up and <laughs> it's a single green line not straight. It's at like a like a like a hundred twenty degree angle on a black shirt, and the caption is, "I'm a disappointment." <laughs> <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> we just lost it. The it's like that game that that shirt just won. It just won. Like it yeah. was it wasn't even a contest. Like the shirt just <laughs> it just started there. Just went to the grand finals. Like it was ridiculous. And then. So you can share them, like you're not yeah, you can yeah. buy the shirts, but then you can share them to like Twitter. Yeah, I was gonna say, did anybody buy it? Wendy bought it, <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I might buy it because <laughs> right. it's that good. But I put it on Twitter, and I think the director of TKO and like Quiplash Two liked it. Oh, that's cool. And nice. I, so I think he has like a the like an alert set for if anyone does <laughs> hashtag TKO. He like looks at it, he's yeah. like, yeah, that one's pretty good. Because <laughs> awesome. I look, I look back at his like like history. I was like, does he just like every single tweet about TK? I was like, no, he's he he curates them. Yeah, he's actually yeah. curate only yeah. only the best. Two shirts that really came out on top when we played was um, there was one and it looked to me it looked like Pepe the Frog with bleeding eyes. Oh God! <laughs> and the 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 subtitle was just do dot 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 drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that one was like my personal favorite but like so like afterwards i was like yeah the pepe one was pretty hilarious and curtis was like that was Raphael." i was like what <laughs> he was like you couldn't tell he was like you didn't notice the bow the the red bow behind his head behind and you look head. at it and the bow is like in front of his face <laughs> and i was like yeah it was literally in front of his face uh and then the other one was Another Curtis drew it. Curtis was the king of drawing, apparently. Uh, it was like this really messed up, like red Trump face. And it was like kind of like <laughs> falling in on it. It was just like really bizarre. And it also said, don't do dot, 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 dot drugs. drugs. Yeah, this one said, uh, get milk. <laughs> <laughs> because get when milk. I was coming up with phrases, I was like, got milk. And then I was like, no. Uh, what what else i was like uh grab milk by the balls was another one i really liked <laughs> and then just one of them was get milk <laughs> that's funny yeah it's too good yeah it's too good the composite we build 
of Curtis on this show yeah. is great. Like, One day you'll have to have him on, and he'll just be like really disappointing. Just and... between that and like the racist <laughs> Pennsylvania bar, yeah. Oh, and his like sad Twitch channel where no one watches him stream games. Oh, no. That Twitch, that Twitch channel is a work of art. Yeah. <laughs> He's either the saddest human being alive or a complete genius. The, mo- the most content human being alive. Like, yeah. Like an artistic yeah. savant. Yeah, he is he is he's got a lot of talent. Oh my god. Alright, gentlemen. Anyone but oh, oh, I've been playing other games. Hold on. I need I need to tell you about these 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 mad games. Um I've been These st- mad games. These mad, mad games. games. <laughs> mad. I'll tell you about these mad games. We were that. Uh still been playing PUBG. <laughs> PUBG's still good. They changed the meta. The meta has been updated. <laughs> so now, so originally all cars when they spawn pointed east. Oh, now they point sh- any random direction. Shit. So you run up on a car. It's like fuck. I don't know if someone's just parked. I don't know if there's a bait car. It might be a bait car. I'm just fucking dead. What do you feel about that? You know, I've heard alt- alternate opinions. Um, I was of the opinion that like, you know, it was easier for me. It required less mind space to be like, all right, that one's pointing east. That one's that one's safe. Take it and go. Right. I so I could worry about other shit. They changed the loot tables too, so now it's like impossible to find a scope. At least for me, I haven't been finding a lot of scopes, and I've been watching people on Twitch. Haven't been finding a lot of scopes. Uh, watching this guy on Twitch, he's been solo joining squad games and wiping out squads just by himself. Wow, it's ridiculous. And he and he's and so he's like memorized like like the drop times for the uh, the the care package. Sure. The, the the airplane care package. And so he just like waits for it to spawn because there's like a really good gun that only spawns in it. It's like some weird auto AR thing. And so he just like waits for it to spawn. He's like, oh, it should be another 30 seconds. He's like, yep, there it is. Oh, it's about 700 meters away. And then like randomly marks it on his map and then just drives over there. And then he's like, fuck, it's another ghillie suit and a sniper rifle. I'm like, <laughs> that's good. Use <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it's like, no, I want the Grossa. I was like, F- what, whatever. Uh, but yeah, he just cleared out a three-man squad. Just they ran up on him in a in a uh, apartment building. He's like, "Oh, I hear him outside because he hears a car pull up." He like cooks a grenade really long and then he throws it down the hallway. Like takes out almost another a whole guy's health. Shotguns him, runs back in a room. Shotguns the other guy that runs in the hallway, and then like he's really low on health, so he just runs in another room, closes the door behind him, meds up, runs back out. The third guy standing in there trying to revive his teammate just guns him down. Oh my. Oh my god! Um, back to the car thing for a second. Can can you leave car doors open and stuff, or are they all animated? They automatically close. Yeah, there's that yeah. seems like another thing. Like yeah, you could leave, like in GTA where you can like leave a car door open. Right. Um, that'd be another way to. Yeah, there's no um, uh, communicate whether it's a bait car or an untouched car. Yeah, there's no animation for someone leaving a car. They just pop out, pop in. There is someone did something real fucked up that I heard about. I haven't seen. Oh right, it. yeah, it's it's just like Battlefield. They're just like in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah. might add actual animations to it, but I I think it would take too long. Yeah, because um, they're adding like vaulting and stuff, so you can like vault out windows. Oh, and, that's cool. And over like that seems like a good touch. Yeah, knee high walls. Yeah, everything I've heard about that game is like if you're good at shooters, you'll do well at it. Like if you're good at like like mouse and keyboard shooters, right. like I'm not. <laughs> so. Well, so I'm like a Counter Strike player, right? Right. Um, and so Momin was saying. Oh, you'd be really good at it, just because a lot of people on there don't know how to shoot with with mouse and keyboard. You'd be good at it. You, I don't know, like, because you have to. A lot of it's in third person. So yeah, you, you have to free look a lot. Sure. So if you're just running, I will just 
click to free look and just like pan the camera around me while I'm running a right, make way. sure there's not someone behind you or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, if you're only good at playing in first person, yeah, like your 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 awareness game might not be good, but right. just in terms of like marksmanship, you'll probably be pretty good. Right. Well, and the game's really not a I mean like shooting's obviously like how you kill people, but it's not really about No, it's shooting. more about survival. Yeah, it's just it's just about like knowing the the current situation and planning ahead and all that stuff that said i do actually play really aggressive because i found like hiding out in the in like in a building or something does not benefit me yeah because also it's boring it's boring but also if i even though i have the element of surprise i can still die right like die more than survive mm-hmm. but like if you have a run if you have a you play a game and you get like two gills that's a good game yeah like so that's that's how that's how right. the game works yeah still liking it um and also, it plays a lot into like attachments and stuff, like Daisy. So, like a, a silencer or a scope or something. Well, not even a silencer, just like a compensator or like an extended mag or something or some sort of uh, right. a stock on your on your gun. Ben, like benefits you so more because like a stock is going to reduce the recoil way sure. down. So it's if you have a full easier. auto and you just like shoot a shoot a burst, it's like your my aim is shit. So I never use right. auto. I'm just like single shot. I imagine I imagine some of the guns are pretty like broken balance wise, just because it's like because mm, they don't have to worry about balancing the guns. Like it's all just because because you may never even get the gun. No, I mean I'm, I I feel like they're still pretty balanced because everyone swears by a different gun. It's weird. Weird. Like, everyone swears by a, a separate gun. Like someone's like, oh, use a scar as your main AR, but like scars got got really low fire rate, got really low power, but like it's good as like a sniper rifle alternative, I guess. Right or like it has a really low recoil, it's like a heavy assault rifle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but the AKM is like the most powerful assault rifle just in terms of damage. Right. Um, it's weird. Yeah, I had one where I was running. I was I saw uh, I was on a beach, so mm-hmm. so the survival circle was in the separate island. So I had to get over there. So I was like, "Fuck, I gotta swim." So I'm like running to the beachhead, and I see a boat. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then someone starts pinging me with bullets like peppering the the beach i'm like i don't know where these are coming from so i just jump in the water and they can't hit me i start swimming and then i look under the water and i see another guy swimming towards the same boat from the other side oh shit he was the guy that was shooting at me i assumed i was like he's he's closer to the boat i'm not gonna get to the boat so i'm like fuck it and i run back onto the beach and i pull out my akm and i and it's iron sights so i'm just like all right we're gonna see how this works because you know (laughs) Vehicles provide a good amount of cover, like no matter what. Right, just right. like it's you, you have you a can't hard time be very precise with the, iron, with the iron sights. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck it, man. And so he gets in. I'm just like, and killed him. You, nice. I was like, oh. Nice. And I have the clip saved. I was like, yes. My nice. my, my, my skill is documented. <laughs> nice. And then I jump in the boat. And his, I'm like, I couldn't find his body. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not going to loot him. So I get in the boat. And his body is on the hood of the boat. I just rev up the boat and drive, and his body just <laughs> rolls over the boat. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, game's pretty good. Uh, I've also last thing I've been playing. I've been playing Akinator the Genie. Oh uh, yeah, what, yeah. What is like that? 20, twenty questions. questions. It's twenty questions. Okay, um, but it's I don't know. I know twenty questions. Like like the 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 programmatic concept of twenty questions is relatively simple. It's just they're just eliminating pools and just reducing the sample size down until they have a probability like a reasonable probability of who the person is but i'm still like a little kid where it's like ah oh i got jeff Gershman. oh look at that oh um because i was like giving it random stuff and it was funny when it was like 
So it's weird. So however, whoever first started using this and how they first started seeding it did it in a really weird way. Because the first question you always get is, is this person a YouTuber? <laughs> I'm like, are like 12-year-old kids using this game? It's like, no, it's not Captain Sparkles or whoever the fuck. Like, no, it's like, I have like an actually good idea in my head. Uh, but it's funny because like when you, because I was using mostly game developers would ask does did this person work on Minecraft? I'm like, no, it's not. It's not Notch. I'm like, no, move right. next. <laughs> and then is this person? Did this is this person with associated with civilization? I'm like, no, it's not Sid Meier. Next, come on. <laughs> so it's funny, like where where like the questions are. I was trying to trying to get it. But yeah, I threw it some some relatively obscure ones. It knew who Peter Molyneux was. It knew who Joshua Topolsky was. <laughs> this the former editor in chief of the Verge. It knew like a bunch of people. Didn't know who Adam Saltzman was. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I Get faked it out that with that one. Damn. He's one of like, my favorite game developers. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, ha, faked you out. <laughs> um, he was like the, like, his games basically are what got me to, like, minimal game design. Cannibal? Cannibal's really minimal. Um, Have you ever pl- played Capsule? No. Oh, man. Capsule's so good. I've never played Cannibal, but too, but I know. If you sense. play Capsule, you'd be like, this is, like, a game that was made specifically for Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Adam Saltzman. He goes by Adam Atomic. Yeah. Adam Atomic. Um, he also he also wrote uh, a paper uh, with uh, Andy Nealon, um, who's the... You ever play Osmos? No. You know what I'm talking about, though? Mm-mm. It's two cells, and the bigger one swells the small... It's like it's like it's Agario, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, before Agario. But more respectable. And way more respectable, because it's <laughs> way this, better. It's is like this a, like a 3 it's 20, a puzzle, It's a puzzle thing? game instead yeah. of like 13-year-olds shitting on each other. <laughs> like... Um, I don't but remember yeah. that mechanic in Nicaria. So, so, so uh, he wrote a paper with Annie Nealon, who made Osmos, um, about minimalist game design. That's really good. That I am gonna send to you because it's cool. like awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was telling Will last week. Uh, Adam Saltzman was on the Giant Bomb E3 nightly show. He had a mm-hmm. good talk. It was him, Spencer Hayes from Itch, and uh, mm-hmm. Felix Kramer. Well, him and him and Beck Saltzman run Finji. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know, like, because I, I I was only familiar with Finji when you guys started talking about it, and then yeah, you know, with with Tunic and what else, Night in the Night Woods, Woods yeah. yeah, Panoramical, yeah, and also uh, I said this last week, but it bears saying again that Adam Saltzman created Flixel. Yes, that's right. like is what Hex Flixel is based on. So. Oh. Cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe huge ha- part of my life. Maybe try talking to him. I've talked to him. I told I told him in real life that Flixel saved my life. <laughs> really? He was like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> he showed he showed him the bands on your wrists, yeah, like the suicide yeah. prevention bands. Yeah, and they had like the Flixel logo on there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but uh, no, him, uh, Adam, and Becca are like super duper, extremely nice people. Don't they live in like Wisconsin or somewhere? Like Texas, Austin. Tejas, Austin. Oh. They're kind of a part of that. Uh, they uh, used to live in Austin. Uh, if I remember correctly. I think, oh, they don't need Yeah, I think they moved recently. Update your website, part of Adam. That for a bit. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I hmm. said, update your website, Adam. Because <laughs> I'm looking at it and it's just Austin, Texas. Uh, since I mentioned threes, did you hear that someone finally beat threes? Yeah. 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 It only took them three years to find someone to beat threes. That's pretty wild. And it's like a pretty like cool animation because he's like sliding the last tile and like this like these sunbeams start shining out of the last piece. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, you're going to do it. Yeah. 
it's pretty cool <laughs> that's awesome i love that asher Vo put in a um uh like like an animation for the end even though he knew how hard it was right that's that's like it's pretty good what interested me about it is that the end it like gives you like your time like you did it in this time which is it because like so a guy has beaten it everybody else is like scored you know what i mean like everybody else the high score is what matters but like for this one guy now it's, it's, it's like time oh what's your time what also yeah. like calculated his score so much like metagame several million yeah it's crazy which is weird because i feel like i've seen way higher than that on like the leaderboards which makes me feel like there's cheater oh yeah no, he was talking about oh, yeah. that in yeah, the that's article what it, I read. Yeah, it's like, I can't prevent shooters. the cheaters, but this guy has the legitimate high score. Right. It's, like, it's like downwell cheaters. If you ever go look at like the the top scores in, in oh, yeah, um, yeah. Game Center or something, it's just like, huh. <laughs> oh, like, yeah? People have like millions in their, like a million something combo. It's like, there's no, like, yeah. it doesn't make that many enemies. Like there's no right. way. And the, how much time would that take? Right. All the time. Every like, time. in the universe. All right, gentlemen. We got topics. You ready for some topics? Ooh, sure. So ready. Hot uh, and spicy. Hot and spicy topics. Uh, summer games done quick is happening. Is anyone excited? Uh, I've never been much of a speedrunner kind of guy. No. Um, but I was watching someone do a Halo speedrun this morning. That was pretty cool. Um, and I watched someone do a near speedrun last night. And that was pretty cool. But that's my feelings on summer games them quick. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's I'm, it. <laughs> I, I, will, I will watch like ten minutes of it, like in previous ones. But this one, someone was doing a Metroid Prime 100 uh-huh. completion last night at like 11, and I'm like, "Well, I gotta sit here and watch this. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch you get all these missile expansions. Why the fuck not? Right. It's weird though, like you know, because you think, you know, major games have meta, like you know, like a competitive shooter, like fighting games. But it's this guy speedrunning Metroid Prime, which is, you know, not a game you associate with speedrunning. And then it's four guys on a couch sitting behind him talking about all the strategy about what goes into speedrunning Metroid. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like there's, a, there's an invisible wall here and you jump on this. And then you got to wait for this, the, the room to load and then you get down here. Oh, and there's a really bad bug here. And if you don't wait for the room to load, then it crashes the game. And there's, then there's, I was like, we could find one for any game, any game. Yeah. We yeah. can name any game. That's the whole cool. That's the cool part yeah. of speedrunning is you yeah. can just do it with any game. I got on Twitter when I made that Twump Tower game and was like, hey, here's my best time. Can anybody beat it? And like people were like uploading videos to YouTube where they're like like documenting like bugs in the game. Like I knew it was <laughs> full of bugs because it's a Ludum Dare game right. where I'm like messing with physics that like I shouldn't be messing with. <laughs> but like people in the game are just like, oh yeah, this is how you glitch out of the wall to reach this area faster or whatever. That's awesome. It was hmm. totally nuts. That's cool. Funniest speedrun ever is Club Penguin speedruns. <laughs> you just try to see how quickly you can get banned. <laughs> and it's it's like it, you know every, there's no limits. So like people would people were like it was like a really brief thing, but like people the people someone made a subreddit for it, and people were like writing scripts to like spam the <laughs> chat with curse words until it would ban ban them and stuff. Really funny. That's pretty great. <laughs> but like the, the speed run starts with you like making an account. Like you have to go to the Club Penguin website, make an account, That's confirm the, the email starts. address, get into the game, and then just like try and get banned. Just try and get banned. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. that um that video game donkey capture video is a classic. And like the punchline of it. Like so like the whole thing is like 
captures are too hard (laughs) 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 so like and then like the captures like being like kill yourself and stuff and he's like what and then like the punchline is that he was like signing up for club penguin (laughs) uh i was gonna say something oh speaking of uh getting getting banned um so I just randomly decided I was on Twitter the other day and I was looking at Alex Damrath's Twitter and I was like, why doesn't he have brain deer games? He should have brain oh, deer yeah. games. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get to the first Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> and I look, it was like, maybe brain deer games isn't available. No, it's available. Register brain deer games. Yeah, What's yeah. your email address? Stole brain deer games at gmail.com. <laughs> right. And so now I am the proud owner of at brain deer games. On Twitter, and then I took <laughs> Alex's logo, flipped it upside down, inverted the colors, yep. and now I'm just anytime he tweets, I'm just gonna retweet it and and bother him about like, hey, Alex, you should own this Twitter. That's really funny. And end every tweet with the reindeer emoji. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> pop up the other day, and I was like, what? Somebody made a troll account, and so <laughs> I did, so it was you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So who who did you guys think it was? I, I actually, this is weird. I thought he was like doing it to himself like he was just like <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he was just like just like oh i'm just gonna just gonna make everybody think Try that i just now i just now discovered this that's yeah. like the you only know? way it could have gotten like better like yeah, yeah. i thought it was tyler I thought it was, <laughs> like at first i was like tyler and then i thought it, it has to be ruthie because <laughs> ruthie's yeah, done actually, some like twitter trolling stuff in the past well i was like okay yeah. how do i make this how do i make this kind of like legitimate i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna follow everyone in rva I'm yeah. just gonna follow yeah. everyone so it looks like it's so it, we can pare it down to one of these guys. So yeah, right. And it was like okay, I can't follow myself first because that's too obvious. So I, I like followed like you Will. followed Ruthie first. Yeah, that's another thing that clued me. Oh, this is Ruthie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got some misdirection. There. I did some sleuthing. Yeah, I got so, the follow. I was overly excited for getting a follow, and I was like, wait a minute, this <laughs> is not. This is just somebody. Oh, you put me at 700 followers. That was pretty nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the nice account out. has to stay up. Yeah. Because yeah. It's definitely going to stay up. <laughs> well, I'm depending on it. So yeah. I was deciding whether or not to like let the joke run and not tell anyone. because I. But, you know, I'm also not really good at lying. So right. I was just like, all right, we're just going to make this an open joke. And just like, we're just going <laughs> to... But only within RVA. So if someone like... It's like, what the... Who's... <laughs> Who made a troll account of like some <laughs> guy that has like twenty followers? I don't understand. Yeah, that's funny. so he hasn't he hasn't noticed yet. Then no, he has. He oh. messaged me on Slack. It's like, is this you? I'm like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, he fi- he figured it out quick. Well, I don't know how many people he asked before. So he asked are me. you gonna give it to him, or are you? Just no, going the, the the account literally him. says this is an account to let Godin know that he should own this account. As soon as he actually asks for it, I'm giving it to him. Okay, but as at this point, he has not asked for it. He I might understand. He okay, might know keep- that this might be a good way to generate some, yeah, interest. Yeah. So feel free to make a Route seventy five guys and just like <laughs> yeah. troll us. <laughs> <laughs> but but that takes yeah. more work because then I would have to yeah, make I a know. custom seven uh, five yeah. number five in that font. Unless you let me know what the font is. I'm gonna make a Route 69 and like make it like just make it like erotic. Like, do it in paint, of, like just like, paint, and, like right over it, <laughs> but, like cut it in half. Yeah, so like the left side looks really good, and then the right is just like an MS Paint. Just yeah, just like drawn <laughs> yeah. it in. That'd be great with the line art. Or, yeah, next time you get have Ruthie on the show, uh, ask her about the the VCU like dining all Twitter account. <laughs> okay, oh, Put that, that sounds like an pocket. interesting story. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like a good one. Or yeah. she should write in, and let us know. <laughs> All right, summer names. Scammer game cam creep. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Do you like Super Nintendo? Yes. What if I told you <laughs> that there was a Super Nintendo, but small? Are you kidding me? Like in your hand. It fits in my hand. Fits in your hand. You mean I can like pick it up and just put it right in my hand? Yeah. It Does it have games on it? It has. 21 games. 21 games? These games are old enough to drink, Mike. I know. (laughs) (laughs) One game of which never came out. My God. (gasps) I must have this. Are they going to be readily available at every retail store? Of course not. (laughs) Because it is a Nintendo product. Super Nintendo Classic coming out September. You mean everybody can't have one that wants one? Um, Every hundredth person can have one. To lord over their friends and family ah, yes. for the rest of their life. That makes sense. That's good. But That's some a good way to conduct business. Get like 80 and they get to make pyramids out of them. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so they can build things out of them. And then later they make that same pyramid but out of gold bars because right. that's how much they sell Because the, that's how much they sell for. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, wouldn't that be a nice thing if that was if that was real? <laughs> so Super Nintendo Classics is coming out. Yeah. Yep. Got Super Nintendo games. Fuck you, Nintendo. God damn it's you. Like, it's like such a meme, dude. Like <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a joke that that like, oh, no one will be able to get one. Like Yeah, like everybody um, realizes it too. I, I like, do like it's yeah. it's crazy. There's a good I think Alex Navarro put out like a deconstructionist meme where it's like joke about how not enough supply, then equivocated by me right. wanting to get one. Right. Like, man, wow, this is where we are. We're breaking down this joke. Yep. It's weird. It's bad. I was talking to the the piggy ball dev about it on uh on Twitter, and he's like really salted about the NES. He I was am. Like, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna put up with this bullshit. Like, you know, and, and for eighty dollars and like try and get one and have it, you know, be such a hassle when I could just like make a retro pie or whatever. Um, I get the appeal of it. I would get one. We'll see how much of a hassle it is. Mike, let's camp. Yeah, camp I'm going to camp. I will be camp camping. Camp out podcast. I will be camping. I got a mobile, and got a mobile you guys, rig. Seriously, should join me. We should all camp and we'll just like... I'd be in it just for the camping. The camping, so... <laughs> I brought s'mores. Did I actually buy the NES class or the SNES class? No, you I'm not going to buy anything. Yeah. You just yeah. don't get one. You're just like, I'm just here. Yeah. You can hold a spot for somebody. That'd yeah. be like yeah. super nice. You could be my scalper buddy. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's I'd pay, where the real money is. Well, yeah. that's what I... That's yes. what a lot of people yeah. are thinking. Will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> no. Uh, but Will, I'm, maybe be that guy. I've been on a number of camps, and I have to say the camps are really fun because you meet a lot of people that have similar interests. It's yeah. really cool. I've never done one. Yeah. Well, you should. It's Anything. good. You know, and then some, I could be the guy that's like not interested. Yeah. You, you just wait in line just to tell them you don't want yeah. it. You're like, I waited the whole time. <laughs> and then imagine the story we can make out of it because like we go to the one, we go to a Best Buy or a Target and they don't have enough. Right. We came too late. So now we got to run around and we're doing the like, oh, uh, now we're over here. Now we're in fucking, we're in Petersburg it for some like reason. A, <laughs> it'd be like the Odyssey. It'd just be a, a long trip and just like one, one long movie. Yeah, we could film it. We can make a documentary. And about then it. at the end of it, I accidentally leave the, my Super Nintendo Classic on the hood of the car. Yeah, and then we the drive car. off, and then it flies off, yeah. and then it go, tumbles down the interstate, and some kid picks it up and uses the controllers, and they're weak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the real gift was friendship. That's right. In the end, we just needed each other's game collections to play. <laughs> I just needed the family share with my my Steam account with right, you. Right. Exactly. No, uh, I yeah. It's I don't a, even like the Super Nintendo. It's I, I know it's a really good I never era. had a Super Nintendo. Neither, Nintendo. Neither so this I. is That's like I don't really my like 
well, this is my chance to get it, I feel like. And it has like all the games I want to play. Right. So I'm like, well, no Chrono Trigger. Yeah, got to have it. Yeah, no Chrono Trigger. But Act Razor. I played the hell out of Chrono Trigger. I'm kind of, I don't need it again. You know? Yeah. How about Chrono Cross? I'd what, never played that. What if they had Chrono Cross on it, but not Ooh. Chrono Trigger? Oh. That would be weird. I was kind of hoping and for Mother Man 3. on there. It's just like, yeah. Mother 3 was a GBA game. Was it not SNES, really? No. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're probably you're totally right. Yep. Mother two. Yeah, yeah two, I'm thinking of two. so so. I've been trying to emulate Mother three forever. Yeah, but you can't because it's got this weird rhythm thing that doesn't work on emulators. Um, um, that syncs up with the CPU clock. Funny. I thought the the emulation was. I thought there was a decent emulator for it out there. Last I time I tried to emulate Mother three, I just couldn't play it at all because of all like the rhythm moves. Huh? Do you have like a a SP or? Yeah, I have an SP. I guess I could get a flash cart and like there people are people are like selling a good version of Mother Three. Oh, I didn't know that on cartridge. Yeah, yeah. with English translation. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I sold my SP. I'll let you borrow it. I'm not playing it. And you can delete my files. <laughs> I've been trying I to play, play that game for like years. Will. It's really good. See, <laughs> see, friendship. Yeah, friendship, friendship. Heart magic's in you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm probably going to get one. Cause I really wanted an NES Classic, and I never got one. I was like, well, this fucking sucks. I still have... I got one. It's in the box still. I will pay you for it. Well, this is like I a for next your, is it for your I don't girl. know if I can like... He's trying to thing. put his like, daughter is it for your, Is it for your fam? No. So... If it's for your fam, it's fine. You guys are going to hate me. But, I mean, the only reason I kept it was because I was thinking, well, for a rainy day, maybe I could sell this thing for some dollars. And, you know... That's the only reason I'm really keeping it. But at the same time, like I want one, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like, <laughs> you you can't, I won't be a part one. of the scheme. Yeah, yeah. Like, but take it out and play it. And I don't know. I'll like, pay you a premium for it. I, I think the, we can, we can well, the, the, with the NES classic <laughs> that I heard from a lot of people that like really went through the, the trouble of getting one is like, all right. And they're finally playing it and they've got it playing on their TV and they turn it on. And it's like, man, I really could have done this with a retro pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's something. So off. If you've got an unopened like, one and you're on the fence, just keep it. Keep it in the box, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just like I appreciate the official merchandise. Yeah, that's yeah. Really there's something authentic. Totally like, and like, that's not yeah. some shitty. It's, like, such a, it's such a nice, pretty box. Yeah, the presentation right. is really nice. And that's not like, some shitty Atari you know, flashback. Yeah. Thing that you buy in a mall kiosk. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a little. There's a little more production value to it, which and I which I appreciate. And the SNES Classic is going to be a big step up, too. I mean, it comes with two controllers. Because that was the other thing. So you get the system, right? The NES Classic. And then you can't find a fucking controller anywhere. Did they, were they selling controllers separately? Yes. Yeah. It was, harder to, it was yeah. harder to find the controller yeah. than it was. The, the, that's official, worse than the, the Atari <laughs> flashback. That is stupid. So the, so when I, I forgot about that. When I got mine, that morning I was at Target. And this is, this is great, too. So I got there at 4 in the morning. And Target opens at 8. And I was second in line. And every, every evidence pointed to Target having about 24. And it was like, cool. So everybody's going to get one that's here early. It's going to be all right. There might be a couple walk-ins, like right at 8 a.m. And they'll get one too. Um, so doors open. Two things happen. Guy comes out. Uh, we only have three. Oh, yeah. man. And there's four, 28 not people in line. Why didn't they say that earlier? And, well, they, and they can't. Like, it's this whole, like... Yeah, so they can't come out at 6 a.m. and go, hey, guys, uh, we totally don't. We have we have three. But no, they come out at like 7.59. Sorry, guys, you've been waiting since like forever. We have three. And so basically a bunch of the employees 
just like bought them. Like they just like uh, held them and bought them. Uh, Fuck that. And that is stupid. This is crazy because they had they had the three they had three actual classics to sell and they had one controller. One extra controller. First guy in line bought it. That was it. And I never saw one again. Wow. Never saw one again. Best Buy got none that same morning. None like controllers zero. or no consoles? No controllers. They got like 40 consoles and thankfully they won't let people, they won't let employees like have first dibs. Right. So, shitty. Yeah. No, man. I'll, we I'll, should go to Best Buy, you're saying. Well, that's what he was yeah, saying on Slack. It, just, it opens at 10 though and I like always want to just get it out of the way so I always go for Target because uh, they're 8 a.m. Mm. And I don't know, Best Buy. Is, what, what's, so having never done this for anything, What's like the general opinion of like, oh, I'm, I'm saving a spot for someone else. If you like roll up an yeah. hour or two ahead uh, before and like someone else, one of your friends was saving a spot for you. Yeah. Do people like get up oh, in no, arms? No, people aren't like crazy about that stuff. And like, no, it's not like Black Friday or some shit. That's why I like to like get there, be like really, really early. Like being one of the first like one or two is just because you can dictate those rules and like you can be like. Uh, so many times, like, because I you, hunted Amiibos too. Like, yeah, and I, and I would actually, like, everybody that shows up would be like, line starts here, you know, it's going that way, and get everybody to go in the same direction. And oh, then yeah. right before the doors are open, I always took it upon myself um, to, like, walk down the line and just be like, all right, everybody's going to be cool, right? Like, nobody's going to, like, rush the door and push little kids over to get a fucking link, right? You know? I like this. I like and, this crowd control mic. This and is like, great. Yeah. Well, see, we had a we had a flashing <laughs> his iron, just like yes. picking up his shirt, just being like, "We're all gonna yeah. be cool. We're gonna be cool, right? right? <laughs> Everyone's cool here." Said, yeah, I got a, I got a, I've got a NES controller with a long cord. I can swing around. I can hit you from really far away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I had kind of a um, posse of amiibo hunters, and I just met them by waiting, and they were just cool people, and like. Yeah, so we just kind of took it upon ourselves to like, you know, keep that stuff in order. So it can be done, and most people are cool. Just only one time did we have like this old lady, and I mean, I felt course it was. Lady. Yeah, of yeah, course it was. Lady. Yeah, I felt really like <laughs> I felt bad, but then I got really mad at her at the end because she literally showed up as the doors open. She just passed everyone, didn't talk to anybody, got first in line, and like bought three of everything and left. And like all those people that were waiting all that time for the amiibos, yeah. Woo. And she, yeah, they That's were a, they were living. You know, it be, wasn't a bloodbath. To, to be honest, I like what a lucky grandchild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like thanks, their grandma, for not taking are, like, shit. Literally yeah. ride or die for their grandkid. That's crazy. Yeah. Is, and what else I got to live for? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know. Only thing I can <laughs> do amiibos. Yeah, I gotta get those amiibos. Maybe if I've yeah, got some extra cash, I do. I do it for a SNES Classic. The only other time I've like waited in line for something was for Halo 3, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which really? wasn't even like, which wasn't even, you know, rare, limited like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like super in a Halo in like eighth grade. Yeah. You know, you know what? I'm wrong. Well, I, I, but that's, I waited the last two Black Fridays for a Wii U and a, and a 3DS. Ah, uh, yes. So I have, I've done the Black Friday wait. Yeah. That one's, that one's tougher. Curtis there, is way... There is some high, high tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Curtis guy is way out. into the midnight opening, the midnight the day before opening things. Is this another right, sad story release. where he's like the only person? He's like, yeah. I wait for like <laughs> fucking so, oh no. Metal Gear Solid V is coming out, and he's like pre-ordered it from GameStop, and he's like talked to him like, when is like you guys are having like a midnight opening, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he goes there, 
And like, oh no, when they're closing and they're like, oh yeah, no, we're not doing it tonight. And he's like, what? Wow. And so he, I'm just like, let's just go to like Walmart and ask him to like break open the fucking box. They will. And so, yeah, and we would just went to Walmart and we were like, hey, do you have Metal Gear Solid V? And they're like, I don't know. And they were like, do you have like a new shipment of games that are like <laughs> to be open tomorrow? And we're like, yeah. And we're like, can you grab one? Can you open it? And yeah. so like we just said like Walmart shitty midnight opening party. That's awesome. What if no one told Curtis and he just stood outside the GameStop until like regular hours? That would happen too because Curtis like once his mind is set on something, he's there. Right. No, that's funny. That's funny. Crazy. So, general vibe of the room, eh? eh. About Super the Nintendo. Um, it's cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I want to make a retro pie. Like, yeah. I don't want the SNES really to play games on. I just want it to have it. If that's makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, I would like to play the games on it because I've never. I think it's cool. Yeah, that they're same. putting that's, Star Fox Two on there. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like a that's cool. A really, move. That's like the. Really first cool ROM. move Nintendo's done as far as like ROMs and stuff go. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. So Star Fox Two never come out before. They're putting it on the Super Nintendo Classic. Um, you have to beat the first world of Star Fox One for some reason right, to, unlock to unlock it. it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. I, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Although you will probably be able to get a ROM of Star Fox Two within a few days. Oh, I you can get one probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They're not they're not legit though. They're not like Oh, so oh, you yeah. mean the ROM that's on there? Someone's the gonna ROM, rip yeah, it. Yeah, I think someone's going to rip it. Yeah. Find yeah, some way I to think do that. So. That would be cool. Yeah. Cuz people hacked their NES classics and put and a bunch can, of other stuff on them and yeah. took things off of it. Yeah. yeah, it's all Actually, to get it to I wonder if you could get it to play like add games to it. You probably it, can. You, you can do that yeah. with the yeah. NES Ooh. classic. That makes it yeah. a lot more interesting. I yeah. wonder how the um, Super FX emulation on it is. Probably, I mean, probably pretty good. Because yeah. um, it has F-Zero on it, and yeah. Star Fox does it have uh, Pilot Wings? No. Wait. I don't think F-Zero was a Super FX game. That was just Mode 7. A oh, Mode 7. I'm sorry. You're right. I get those mixed up. Yeah. Super FX is like legitimate like, like, three dimension. Yeah. Right. Mode 7 was like Super Mario Kart and yeah. F-Zero. Okay. So Pilot Wings was Pilot Wings mode seven or F seven? I've never played it. Super FX. I don't know. Ignore me. Never mind. We're we talking about. It's probably pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine yeah. it would be. I want it. I, I see. I would love to play a properly emulated Chrono Trigger. Are the are the ROMs not very good? Well, emulators suck, kind of. Um, then why get a retro pie? <laughs> Well, you can get it from the because source. I, I don't care about it for most games, but for certain games where, it, like, Chrono Trigger's beautiful and like meant to look a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and for certain games, it really matters. Does but, it like fuck up the sprite work or something? Um, depends on the renderer. There's a bunch of different. There's a bunch of different renders. I don't, it's really freaking technical and I don't right. understand it that well. Right. But yeah, the emulations a, almost become like Sonic fandom, where it's just like. It's gone like back Super in the day. You were just the like, hedgehog. let yeah. me just load up my like Nintendo emulator, nest, nesticle, <laughs> nesticle. and like play some <laughs> Nintendo. But now it's just like, okay, here, you know, you have to like set up your like rendering, like your shaders and all this shit, and it's yeah. just like, it's intense. It is. It's kind of cool though. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like so. That's why. You know, we were talking in the Slack about like, oh, uh, uh, an N64 classic. I would actually go in for that like immediately. 
mm-hmm. because a that was more my genre grow like more my time period growing up right in 64 um and b it's uh there are no good n64 emulators yeah. Right, like N64, like GameCube, and like you said, starts, Nintendo like, would actually have to write. Dolphin some, is write really something good yeah. for that. All oh, right, um, yeah. on the on, I'm thinking Xbox because Xbox emulations, Xbox emulation yeah. is bad. Come on, PS2 emulation is still pretty bad. There's PCS 2x emu or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's pretty good, um, but like there, you have to like load a different configuration of all the settings for like every game, and yeah. it's super obnoxious. And certain games that like really like took advantage of. Uh, like every nook and cranny that they could in the PS2's hardware, like Shadow Colossus or or um, any of the Jack and Daxter games or anything like that, just like don't work that well. And so basically, so it's it's software trying to emulate hardware. Like that's where the hitch, yeah. hitch is. So it's like right. trying to emulate the NES, whatever chip the NES had or whatever. Right. Well, and it's weird because uh, so so older consoles like the NES are either very PC like at the at the time or they're um, you know, obviously it's, it's very slow hardware so it's not too much to ask for even a modest modern computer to right. to emulate it in software um but as you get more advanced like especially around you know the ps2 era uh a lot of the architectures got really weird um especially with the ps3 like the cell yeah ps3 ps3 emulation probably like may not ever happen right? yeah um uh but so the architectures, especially in the PS2, got really weird. The PS2 has like two different GPUs for different things, um, uh, and the RAM is like divided up weird and all this other stuff. Um, and so it's like a really huge programming task to try and like get that get that working. Right. Um, the N64 also is really weird architecturally, so that's why there's no good emulators. Except if Nintendo actually made an N64 classic, you know they do it right. Yeah, they do it right. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, and in, in, during the NES era, it was like. Motorola chips or something in it, right? Something yeah. like that. <laughs> yep. Like who, you know, Motorola doesn't manufacture CPUs anymore. So right, right. You have to look at those specs from back then. Uh, I think, I think that PS3 emulation isn't too far off. Yeah. Um. So there's already like a PS3, at least one PS3 emulator out there, and it's pretty terrible. But like they've, like I've been reading some news about them getting Demon Souls emulated right and like they're not that close to right. it the but last like, i heard was they got it to boot yeah they've gotten it to boot it. And they, <laughs> wow so like they wow. milestone i think they can get, see they've hit a few more milestones but like yeah that's about where they are with it wow yeah. oh man they updated the shit out of their scrum board a bit <laughs> like yeah got it to boot yeah there's Next like a whole spring. list of games that are like these are bootable, these are not bootable, and then, like, there's not many that are, like, playable. That are playable. Because of PS3's weird architecture, there's a lot more of that, like, developers just taking advantage of weird aspects of the architecture to do stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which makes the emulation harder. Which, yeah. Yep. Cool. Because there's a lot of edge cases. I really want to play Metal Gear Solid 4 again. Yeah. Um, Great game. Lauren has it on her PS3. At her house, yeah. Where's that? Isn't she out of town? My, well, not not like yeah. Like we'll, after she gets we'll back, break in, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can, I could ask her like, hey, can we go hang out in your house and play it? No, it's like my my old apartment before oh. before I lived at any house. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, before I got kicked out. Oh, she can. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, so for letting random people come in and play your PS3. Yeah, sure. Just come on in, play. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're not living together anymore. Why not? <laughs> well, so do you think that you know these these hardware kind of limitations you're talking about, and just like the architecture, you know, of the systems? Do you think that has plays any any in any way into how like the PS4 is not backwards compatible to PS3? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the same reason why the PS3s after. Uh, after the first gen weren't backwards compatible with the PS2. Yeah. The original PS3 literally had a PS2 inside it. Yeah. yeah. I, was, um, I still have expensive. my original one, and thankfully, yeah. Mine broke. Oh, sucks. Yeah, Because you, you looked went, at it the wrong way, and right, it was wafer yeah. thin, so it just snapped in half. Right. <laughs> yeah. The power, power supplies always went bad in those original ones. But yeah. you can replace them. It's not an easy operation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Um, that's uh, <laughs> That's why, like, the the fact that Xbox One has backwards compatibility and emulates 360 yeah. games is like nuts, right? Yeah. Because it's just but what power the, PC. The 360 was very PC like, so well. And the reason why I'm so you know interested in Nintendo doing it is because they'd actually pay someone to write an emulator. You know, right. like yeah. it's you know like it's someone's job. It's not just some dude working on it. You know, and then in his off nights or whatever. Somewhere somehow that emulator is going to get out. Maybe someone's going to um, get access to it somehow. It, maybe at the very least they're going to crack open one of the classic consoles and be like all right let's try to reverse engineer this yeah uh yeah i when when phil spencer was like yeah now we're bringing original xbox backwards compatibility to xbox one that was like the biggest fuck you they could have thrown to sony <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like ha ha we've kind of future-proofed our consoles fuck mm-hmm. you i'm surprised that they they did that um well, it was like okay like ps ps1 emulation super easy because it's very pc like um, there's a zillion PS1 emulators out there. The the PSP even has a built-in PS1 emulator. Oh, really? Yeah, you <laughs> can play any PS1 game on a PSP. That's it will awesome. boot any PS1 ROM. Yeah, it's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Um, but uh, PSP so great, dude. It's oh man, I I have mine sitting next to my my desktop at home, and every day I look at it, I'm like, I should get this thing out and start hacking it yeah, again. Yeah, just the most easily the most hackable like mainstream device ever made yeah, yeah oh my for god real. the and original can, one had an ir thing it. in it that they never used for anything yeah so you can make it like control your tv and <laughs> ir blaster <laughs> shit, really awesome. that. holy shit that if you have a psp 1000 it's got an ir blaster that's super it. cool yeah you really do that yeah that'd be i have a psp yeah. 3000 which is julie's dog ate her remote so i need to do that oh you, yeah you can get a new remote will you don't have to get a psp it would be so much cooler just get a remote. Way cooler. Cooler. Just, get a remote. <laughs> just get, uh, get the remote. The PSP? Yeah, the remote. Don't kill my fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, if only the N-Gage had an IR blaster, then it would be the, <laughs> oh, the best man. piece of technology ever created. All right, let me change it out. Let me take this call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the N-Gage. <laughs> I remember when like, one forgot. of the big deals yeah, with the oh, PSP no. was like, you're going to be able to make phone calls on your PSP. But then, like, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things about the PSP. That, I mean, there was what's like funny GPS. is that there's, there's so much good about that system. There's so many good things about it. And Sony just, like, even, and then they came out with the Vita and did the same thing. And they had, like, the proprietary, like, UMD bullshit. Like, oh, and the memory cards. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the proprietary mm-hmm. memory cards. And it's like, all right, let me use a fucking SD card. And... Like even Nintendo lets you use the SD just, card. Yeah. Just use cartridges, guys. Yeah. Like just put ev- like have one card slot and everything is on it. 
They and they could have made it so much thinner too because they wouldn't have had to have that fucking yeah like a laser in it to read the fucking <laughs> dead. <laughs> like it's it, there's just like so much good software design on the PSP and so much bad engineering. What if and what if yeah. what if there's a pitch going on internally at Sony right now and they're like, we're gonna do another uh, handheld console. It's like it's gonna be great. It's like well, what about the Switch? We're not gonna compete with the Switch. What's your differentiator? The cartridges. They taste good. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus. kids want to eat them. And actually you can buy them by the box like Cheez-Its and they're edible. <laughs> the cartridges are made out of gushers. Yeah. Jeez. In all seriousness, a post PS4 Sony um, doing a handheld would probably be awesome. Probably be cool. Because they can afford to lose money right now. They can like do something risky. Um, and they clearly have... Like their design heads in the right space. The PS4's design, both hardware and software, is like amazing. You see, you take um, you take the PSVR and you crack it open. And there's actually like the the net PS Vita two is inside of it. Right. You just take <laughs> it out. No one's figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just gonna tell everybody in a press release. They're gonna. By the way, you know those two screws? Just take those out and. <gasps> it's a Gear VR. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> The, um, Nothing's ever going to beat the cross media bar, though. The cross media bar from PS3. Is that the the UI? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I still love you using Lawrence PS3, and I'm just like, damn, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about the Blades? You know, yeah. Blades fan. Uh, what is that? 360 Blades. Oh yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. They t- they totally. That I, the PS3 UI stayed like basically the same mm-hmm. the whole life cycle of that console. Oh yeah, and the 360 had like three facelifts. It had like three like major ones. Yeah. yeah, I remember when it came out and there was like the big console war, and I was just like, I looked at both of them and I was like, I mean, clearly PS3. Yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. the Spider-Man Easy. logo. Like it's a ch- it's yeah Xbox it's Spider-Man is cheaper font. or whatever, but come on, like yeah, there was no contest. Look at this right. Batarang controller. You either look like you have like an entertainment system from the future or like you're sifting through your junk mail. That's what the 360 <laughs> interface was. Yeah, but it, it, your junk mail looks like it drinks like monster energy or something. Yeah. Like, it was right. just like the yeah. most yeah. obnoxious <laughs> interface ever created. Yep. Good Lord. Great. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be buying the SNES Classic. But you're going to be Are waiting you not? in line. So. Yeah, I'll wait in line. He's going to wait in line with us. Sweet. All right. The plan, ultimate protest. Plan for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to like it. I'm going to waste my own time. Show you, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm going to make like a crazy Raspberry Pi handheld system that plays retro pie. You should bring it out there yeah. like to the line and just be like, you could do this. Yeah. You don't need this. How many <laughs> games do I going to have? You can uh, have like tw- 21. That's cool. I can have unlimited. I can have all of them. I can have 22. <laughs> I have unreleased Japanese doujin games. So. <laughs> I have 17 different versions of Sudoku on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to should just go in and just give the clerk $80 and just not ask for anything. Yeah. Just like here. <laughs> my protest. I get 80 Snickers bars, please. <laughs> <laughs> Will Blanton died today. <laughs> right. Trying to consume 80 Snickers bars at once. All right, next topic. Um, so this will this will 
we'll probably make this our last one. I think this will be a good chunk of chunk of discussion. Sure. Um, you want to talk about uh, Cliff Harris's slash Robert Yang slash the yeah. tumble seeds <laughs> yeah. slash the introversions. Yeah. Talk about indie success and failure. Yeah. You want to kick it off, Sam? Uh, sure. Well, um, okay. So I mean, well, uh, all right. So so just to get audience up to speed. Yeah, because yeah. there because there's yeah. a lot. Good. There's a lot um, of moving of moving parts here. Um, Cliff Harris, Cliffsky uh, wrote an article called uh, "Your Indie Game Will Flop" or something. Your indie game will flop, flop and, and you, you will lose, lose money. money. Right. Uh, that is the sum total of that article. You don't need to go read it. That's that's really actually, that's really <laughs> the only takeaway. Actually, there. please <laughs> don't read it because it's not well written. It's really not. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just kind of screaming at you about like, hey, please get this through your head. Um, you're you won't make a smash hit indie game. Um, Robert Yang, uh, about a week later, wrote a more nuanced article from his perspective <laughs> of uh, a developer that's living in New York, right? So it's high cost of living. Right. Um, uh, he's in a more academic setting, so he can so he's teaching and can make games on the side, and he also makes really weird experimental like gay sex games, um, which aren't really, you know, it, like like Clash Cup for example is a very consumer focused right, game, yeah. right? Um, and he's making like like super weird nuancey art shit, yeah, right? yeah. Which and there's no, no merit to one or the other. It's just like that's what he does. So right, yeah. He was and he, what he was talking about was how. Okay, so so I can't make a living making the games that I want um, in this setting, living here, uh, and so maybe it's time that people in general don't quit the day job yet, right? And just be okay with being a hobbyist, right? Um, or you know, find the contract work or whatever, but don't bet it all on your Minecraft clone or right. whatever you're making. Uh, that that you're gonna you know make it big on on this game because it probably won't happen, but there's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist, um, and I like that article a lot. I think I like a little less after ha- having stewed on it for a while and and thought about it some more, but I think Robert Yang's on the right track. Um, but his other point is that uh, okay, look, games are an art form now, and if you want to be a you know a professional musician or a professional filmmaker, a professional dancer, or writer, or whatever, it's just as, like, right. like it's hard now. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like your chances are slim. Like, like, why would you walk into this? It would be like walking, wanting to be a musician, and then thinking, like, you know. The first album I make, I'll sell a million of them. Right. Like, I'm going to be know? the Beatles. Right. Yeah. Everything should be, if you're going to, if you're going to work in the indie, if you're, if you're going to try and make indie games by yourself um, with your own money, then it should be a passion project and you should not be expected to make money off of it. Right. Right. So, or so at least very little, like maybe not even like your return on right. investment, not even break even. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's mostly what's happening now. Yeah. I mean, right. In the indie space. So, so, so it, those were the two articles that came right. out and those are both in the right, in the wake of introverse VR demo, sh- like shitting the bed. And, and then what was it called somber sites or something? I forget the name of it. Yeah. It sounds right. Um, somber something. It they 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 wrote about the, I didn't read their postmortem I read Tumbleseed's postmortem right um and then Tumbleseed didn't do well uh and we've had a bunch of games even over the past two years where this has happened like Brigador for example where like uh I this you know the Brigador dev spent five years uh, reinventing the wheel and making this custom engine and trying to make a really good game and then it didn't sell well 
for a number of reasons, and he got really loud and vocal about it. Like loud and vocal in the sense that he wasn't taking like he didn't. No, he didn't deal with it well. Okay. Like, I mean, in my opinion, and he was like, it, it, like a lot of it was complaining, and then that sort of turned into like, all right, well, here's what I did wrong, and then. You know, there's 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 a bunch of like, oh, but the game is still good, and it's like, all right, the game's good, but there's just no market for it. Like, you didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, suffice to say, indie games have been failing for a while, and we've we have the indie apocalypse term and all this bullshit, and it's just it's like kind of status quo, and everyone's like still freaking out. Maybe about we should it. just change it to like indie drought or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe, drought. Maybe like because apocalypse seems very like flash in the pan. Maybe it's just like a. Yeah. It's here to stay. Yeah, I don't think maybe we we'll just ease into it a little bit. It, right. It'll be an apocalypse later. Indie El Nino. Well, and they, <laughs> there's Beck Saltzman, we were talking about right. earlier. Um, she did a talk with a, a panel with a few other developers at GDC last year where they talked about all right, well, how do you make a financially viable, like something with artistic integrity that also makes money, right? Um, today, uh, post indie apocalypse. And they're like, okay, well, Sure, we're we're calling it the indie apocalypse or whatever, um, but there's this other like really niche like RPG developer there that like no one had ever heard of, but he like makes a you know modest middle class living making these like super niche turn based RPGs and stuff. Yeah, um, and they're all really good if you're into the genre. And he was talking about like, look, this is just a business cycle. I don't know if I totally agree with that. I think we'll have to like kind of wait it out to see if it gets better. I kind I kind of agree with it in the sense that like, sure. um, because I saw so when I did my uh giant ass business plan for ward when i had to do it first class there was a part where i found um some industry uh stuff and one of the most interesting things i saw was um average uh employees per firm Mm -hmm. and in like 2008 it was something like somewhere between like 30 and 50 and like 2009 it got like it was like 15 yeah and by 2010 till now it's two average of two people per firm because you see all these just you know indie developers crop yeah. up and it's them and another guy or it's just them right yep and i mean that's what thomas and i are right yeah i mean you know, that's what mason and i are for ward right but so what and that's what you yeah. you and moment are I mean, moment. and that's what you and your collaborator are for hyper real yeah. so i do believe it's a business cycle in the sense that you're going to see well i'd like to see being a business person i'd like to see some consolidation in that you're going to see some indie people that are going to make a you know a good amount of money and they're going to see another indie dev. It's like, hey, you have the same aspirational goals as us, or you have the same artistic mm-hmm. intent. Yeah, let's just merge, and you're going to just see a bunch of people just push themselves together because mm-hmm. you know, you know, geography is not a condition anymore. So, right. so it's it's a business cycle in that there's less games total because there's more people working on individual the, games. The same game. Yeah, I I I could see that happening, and I don't like, and a lot of my I think what's gonna I think a lot of games aren't gonna come out because people think the industry shit and just like not make games for a little while. Yeah, but they're not gonna do that. So like a bunch of other or or the remaining games are gonna have a better chance of being successful, right? Which is good too, right? I think it'll be a com- combination of those, but I think I don't know. I I don't have any like proof about the consolidation thing. It's kind of just a thing well, that's, I'm feeling that's about. Ideal. I yeah. mean, like. That's kind of what I always hoped as well. Because, I mean, yeah, there's so many people that want to make games. And that's, like, that's really where the line is, right? Like, I want to make games. And then they, like, start out by themselves. And everybody has this, like, idea that they need to do it by themselves. Because that's the only way they're going to, like, be able to, like, have their vision the way they want it, right? Yeah. But actually, like, you know, there's so many people that want to collaborate. And, like, you know, if that, like, communication, those communication lines could open up. 
we could get sure. a hell of a lot more done at higher quality. And maybe it's not even like yeah. official, like like you know they are being. Maybe it's like more like contractor, like you know, a limited partnership kind of thing. Where right. It's like, yeah, I think yeah. that's already happening in a big way. Like yeah. everywhere you look, like big names. I mean, like look at where look. like Adam Saltzman's been working. Like he's been involved in a lot of games with a lot of other big people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game you were showing me was it uh, the one that's going to be at SmashCon? Ether. Oh, Rivals of Ether. Rivals of Ether. 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 Uh, like I saw, I was just looking at their site and noticed, like, oh, they got like flashy goodness. They got Johan Vinay. They got Alien. Like, there's a lot of like cross pollination going on, and like, I think that's pretty interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, like that's what rap's been doing for like the past twenty years. Like. If you're gonna put out like an album, like you gotta have some features, some featured artists, collaborators, and also think like, I think there's going to be people, indie creators that that realize that they're better creators than they are like business people. Yeah, and so they'd be like, you know what? I would rather someone else take the reins on this, and I ply my craft. Right. Yeah. Also thought an interesting part of that of all those discussions. So it was. Scanner Sombre was the Sombre, yeah. was the game that they were working on. So it was the Prison Architect guys. So this was like their one-off thing, and they were talking about that. Um, the Tumble Seed one was really interesting because his seemed more of like a realization in, hey, I didn't take feedback very well during yeah. development. Or it's like people were telling me this was too difficult, and I just didn't listen. And he like still wasn't taking feedback. Like like even in that article, he was like justifying every justifying him not taking feedback well right yeah Yeah. and it was just like dude i mean at some and he's like i sat down in my on my couch and i turned on my whatever and i played it and it was still good (laughs) but you can't be objective about it (laughs) yeah yeah i mean (laughs) you know you're you're if you tell yourself that you're just like defeating the whole point um i don't know it's What's what gets me is like so like there's always been like what is it called the bias towards success oh um um survivorship bias yeah yeah and so like a lot of the time you have like a lot of people that are like calling for articles like this uh what kind of gets me is like a lot of these articles are being written by pretty successful people still like right yeah like it's, Robert it, Yang like he makes like really niche games but they're he's still in the scene pretty yeah they're pretty well known they're pretty popular i don't a lot of them are free so i don't think he's making a lot of money but like he's had a lot of success like as a modder as an as academic a professor, yeah like same yeah he's i mean uh he's like a tastemaker or right. whatever you know yeah um he's certainly an authority on games yeah it's not the same thing as like someone like me right. going out there and being like yeah i decided i didn't want to do this anymore i'm just a, I'm just a programmer i just have a regular nine to five job and yeah. Well, so that was sort of my problem with with Robert Yang's article. After I thought about it some more, is that he is, and I'm, maybe this might just be a product of being in you know NYU Game Center Academia, but he is super, and I think a lot of people also are super obsessed with the distinction between professional and hobbyist. Yeah. And that seems really. The more I think about it, that seems like a really unhealthy obsession to have. Like, for example, I just got this Omaha job. Would I be, I'm not a more capable or more legitimate 
or more skilled game programmer or game designer, or whatever video game thing, because I got the gig. Then if I w- didn't get the gig and I had to go find a web job or work at Best Buy or whatever, like I, my skill set's the same and I'm still capable of doing the same stuff. I just found someone to, to pay you for, for it. For, to, right. for me, for, yeah, to pay me for it. But that, like, if I was a hobbyist instead, I would still have those skills and I would still be capable of creating the same quality of artwork, yeah. right? Um, I also I mean, know a well, lot of people just that make are in the stuff. same boat and like their hobbyist art yeah. is so much more interesting and good right. than their right. professional yeah. art. Right. Because it's more about them and it's more... Yeah, you know, what they feel and what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that I don't know that people are actually obsessed with how they define themselves necessarily. Like, I think they're obsessed with how people define them on the outside, right? Like, yeah, it's exactly. about, it's about it, optics. You know, yeah. It's sure. like, does, do people see me as a professional game developer or do they, people see me as like a hobbyist? Right. And I think a lot of people want to be considered professional in the public eye because they think that does more, you know, for the actual game in terms of sales well, I, and I, I, acceptance. Yeah, I would you agree know, with you. You know, so... I don't, that's why I guess I, it, I think it's an unhealthy thing always to like, you know, be vying for only the acceptance of others, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, so I don't know if I go as far as saying it's unhealthy, but like, I think that at some point you do have to make those distinctions. Like you, you personally need to decide if right. you want to be pro or you want to be hobby, th- whatever that is to you. I, I think guess. everyone else is in a different stage of the game. And sometimes it takes people a long time to like unlock, like what you're saying. Like one of Robert Yang's big things was talking about how to differently define success huh. and don't quit your day job. And mm-hmm. you know, this is things right. that these are things that I'm sure a lot of us have known for a while. But someone, it's not even like an age. It's not necessarily someone younger. It should just be someone at a different stage de- de- developmentally. They, they they haven't unlocked that idea yet, or like they've heard it, but they haven't quite believed in it. It's like the same, you know. You know, Mike, you're an artist. Will, you're an artist. You know, it's like someone early starting out as an artist and they're like, oh, what brush did you use or what tool did you use? And right. then they're like, it's not about right. the tool. It's not right. about the tool. Yeah. It's not about the tool. And you get, have to hear that for like five years. And you're like, oh, it's not about the tool. Yeah. You're like, that's right. what they meant yeah, when, they all, said, yeah. when they said yeah. that exact same thing. Because everybody's looking for like, what is that thing that makes you better? You right. know, and especially yeah. when they're like starting out in you know, an art, like you said, like it's a great example. Cause Experience. yeah, what kind of pen do you use? And it's like, I, a lot of, I mean, I used to ask that all the time, like comic book artists, they just be like, I don't know. Like a lot of times I fucking, I just fucking, pick up a pen and I, <laughs> this fucking broken yeah. half micron. Yeah. yeah. I always, they're like, this micron's like dying. And I figured out it makes like really rough lines. So I used it for like action lines. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. But it's the same thing. Like, you know, you know, we all go to conventions and we like look at someone else's booth or someone else's persona or appearance and stuff. And it's like, all right, why did you make that decision? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you just want to, you know, if you're looking for a certain style or a certain look, it's fine. If, like, you understand, like, hey, maybe this is against the grain or might be unappealing to people, fine. But I think people, like you're saying about the feedback thing with, with Tumbleseed, like, you know, the guy hasn't understood that you need to be able to take feedback and look at something objectively. That, like, when someone is critiquing your work, that isn't a slight against you and you shouldn't take it personally. You right. should understand that, like, they're trying to help you. Sure. I think an important, really important distinction anyway. about Tumbleseed is that the dude made the game that he wanted to make. Sure. Yeah. He made the game he wanted to make, and that was not the most commercially viable thing. Right. Like, 
but he, I guess he expected it so, to be. So, that so, right. so that's, and then it talks about like expectations or uh, yeah. quit your day job kind of thing. So for example, I like to make really like monochromatic, like gritty looking stuff. And that happens to do well with gifts on Twitter or whatever. I've read your Waypoint article. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but if that didn't do well on Twitter, I would just be unlucky. Like, like, right. like it just, it's just what I like to make. So, right. so it's whatever the point, public taste is right at now. some point you have to say like, this guy's like, all right, well, I want to make a hard game. So at what point am I going to sacrifice that to get to make money? And so I think what Robert Yang is saying, maybe just don't worry about that. Right. And just live, l- find a way to make money so that you can make what you want. Yeah. And find creative fulfillment through that. And you'll be making better art. Um, I guess what I specifically meant is that the Tumbleseed developer looked for feedback, got it, right? didn't listen to it, even though it probably cost him some sort of financial success. Right. Because it clashed with his creative vision, which is fine. You know, we get feedback all the time and we're like, I don't think that yeah. that doesn't jive with what I want to do here. Right. Yeah. Sure. But in doing so, we need, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a risk we're taking. We're understanding like, okay, well, but maybe I'm cutting out some people that could potentially play the game. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, yeah, you don't have to accept all of it and you don't have to reject all of it. Like you can curate it, but like, yeah, you need to be receptive to it. I think a lot of, you know, creative types, I mean, you know, you, you guys have done some sort of critiques. I mean, obviously you've, you've looked for feedback for your game. I've done both art critiques and writing critiques and like, and they're both, they just sit you down and you're like, all right, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have every person in here tell you what they think's wrong. It's like, right. Fun. Yeah. And for some reason, it's like, it's 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 harder with writing, because writing it's like there's this weird emotional attachment you have with the work, which I mean you had you have with art too. But when someone says like, okay, this rendering doesn't look good, it's like, yeah, oh, I saw yeah. that, I saw yeah. that when I was yeah, making there's it. There's something to like actually see about it, like yeah, because like with writing, like you said, it's emotional because it's like right. it's like you read it and it needs to like you need to form something about it. Like right? I had I had a, I had. A, a screenplay once and someone was critiquing it and they were like yeah this comes off as kind of racist and i just like clenched i was like oh, <laughs> oh wow oh man this oh god this oh this is a hard thing to hear right yeah now. yeah but it's like something you need to hear because if like if there's any sort of like lasting idea in the back of your head it's like does this come off racist so it was like yeah this kind of comes off racist and you're like okay there's the confirmation there but if you're like, is this too difficult? And they're like, yeah, this is a little too difficult. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not saying that's what he's, he's no. like, but. No, I mean, he w- well, it, it, he was, he was at odds with, with, he, I, I think he couldn't figure out whether he wanted to use the feedback to make a good game or to make a commercially viable game. Right. Yeah. Right. And people often misconstrue those two things. Yeah. One of the reasons I liked Rain World so much was because even though it was way too hard and it was like. Uh, did not handholdy at all, um, and really unfair and kind of bullshit a lot of the time. It was so fucking authentic. It was like the most. It was like it was like when you when you read a novel and you can, and you and you can literally see the words being formed in this guy's head going on to the page, um, and it doesn't feel curated or anything like that. It's just like a dialogue with someone, right? And Rain World felt like this guy had this world in his head and he just made the game. And in, as hard as it was, if he'd watered that down at all, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been him. felt like being in Rain World. Right. right. 
Right. Um, it's just, it's just like with like Toby Fox is like I, I feel like Undertale feels authentically Toby Fox. Not knowing Toby Fox, sure. I feel like Undertale's a fantastic example. That's of a that. look into that. It just happened to also be super financially successful, right? Because his the 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 thing that he was making was also very palatable, right? Right. Um, Rain World's not palatable at all, but it is really super super authentic. So I I mean I don't know. I'd almost rather more authentic games than more commercially viable games. So it'd be cooler if, if it'd be cool if we could all get less insecure, including me, less insecure about like, uh, are we are we there yet? Are we you know have we made it? Yeah, are, are are am I am I a legitimate creator? And just you know, and I might be projecting right. So like, I don't know if everyone feels like this, but it just make the thing that you want to make and get the satisfaction out of making it like that. You right. know. Well, right. Like, I mean, it's it's hard to have both. And I think that's what they're saying also. Like, it's that's really where that that tiny, tiny percentage is coming from, because they're talking about the financials mostly. But like for it to be artistic, beautiful vision of, you know, Sam Lotion and also be, you know, a financial success like that's an even smaller, you know. Yeah. Uh it's a very you know, small target to hit. Very small target to and hit. It's not like this medium's having is the only one having that problem. Like, yeah. Look at film or look at novels. That's always been. At, I think people are like rediscovering this. That's always been the problem with art, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why like people walk up to an abstract painting still, and they're like, you know, there's a Roy Lichtenstein on the on the wall, and they're like, you repainted comic panels. Yeah. Like, that's. I don't. It's worth like eight million. Why? You know. And it's like, I mean, because nobody did it, and. You know, it said something to some people at the time mm-hmm. and it was illustrative of the time, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So it's now famous. Yeah. But yeah. And the only reason that happened is because he did it. Right. Right. Like he just said, I think I'm going to do that. And he did it. And, and, and fine arts also like the easiest one to be like, oh, this movement's just reacting to the previous movement, which right. in itself is reacting to the previous movement. You know, we have movements called impressionist and then post-impressionist. I think that's like as clear cut as you yeah, can get there. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why you know that's why they can appeal to new people because it's tr- it's trying to revitalize that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I definitely think that you should. You know, it's hard because like I mean, like Clash Cup, like when we set out on it, like I can only use that because that's what we're working on right now. But like, I mean, I wanted to make a commercial game. Like I wasn't trying to make like the most beautiful artistic piece ever because like I want it to look good. Just happened like, to also make the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so just to, but, just to be clear, making a commercial thing is like, it's not bad. Totally. No, yeah, yeah. No. And I'm not also saying, as equally important as endeavors right. making like good art. Right. Yeah. But the way I, yeah. the way I saw it was like, you know, we all have that, like, you know, magnum opus, that thing we want to make that's been in our head since we're, we've been 12, you know, and it's just been yeah. building and building, but it's just never been viable. Cause it's like too big or, you know, especially in games, like oh, stories needs us needs a story it needs 3d modeling which i'm not good at you know and all this stuff and like basically you have to take those steps like you need to do do those stepping stones so that's kind of what they're saying too like don't worry about that label like professional amateur whatever like you just need to start making things because eventually you're going to arrive where you want to be right but if you're obsessing over how you're perceived then you're definitely not going to get anything done well you're either going to arrive or you're not you're going to realize hey maybe this is it maybe the I'm not, maybe I had the wrong expectations or like I wanted to be rich and famous like right. really easily and that's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. So it's either, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think for everyone, regardless of ability or 
inherent talent or whatever. I think it's just a matter of time and and effort exerted, right? Like, eventually you'll make something good or whatever. Um, You know, as far as like the commercial stuff goes, like, like PUBG is really good, right? I don't think someone sat down and said, you know, it would be a really good piece of art this like PUBG game but they what they did say was you know it'd be really fun and what a lot of people would really like to play and they made it and everyone likes it and there's like a lot of people I don't know I feel like a lot of people have a problem saying that they just want to make that like if that's what you're interested in just wanting to be commercial if you want to make it if you want to make a fun commercial game that's super palatable and and fun and and a good time then just go make that. Like that's yeah. That's what you're interested in. Why would you try and not be interested well, in that? Well, because like like you know? the the, yeah. the beginnings of the current form of indie game development was a bunch of people being pissed off at working for large devs and saying, like, we're out of here. Right. And some form of another. And like not all mm-hmm. of them, but a lot of them, you know, were like, I don't I want to make my own thing. And so if someone goes out and be like, I want to make a game and it do well. Like, the games I love, like, obviously not on the scale, but, like, I want to be a game developer because I look look up to, because I really like Call of Duty, or I really like, you know, there's there's a little bit of the kind of like, oh, you're commercial. And, that's, and that exists in all art, obviously. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, you're uh, a little yeah. too commercial. Right. Yeah. But I think that's why it's so heavy pushing down on people right now, despite the fact that video games are a commercial art, first and foremost, I believe. I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, I, res- I never mind. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to get into the video games as art uh, uh, debate, but yeah. I just meant. Well, there's. I mean, movies are the same way. There's commercial art, and then there's you know, more uh, more niche stuff, right. more like yeah. high or whatever. Dude, but the <laughs> thing is, every in the indie space, everybody's equally frustrated. The people trying right. to be really artistic are frustrated because they're not getting seen. The people who are trying to be you know financially successful are not making any money. So right. it's yeah. just a general frustration. Yeah, and player unknowns just over here, just bathing in dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, just, just like oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get your patch out. <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, so like, even though we're just like a drop in the bucket as creators, we have the ability to dictate the market to a certain degree. Yeah, and dictate how, like, essentially dictate video games. You know, like we're creating them, so we get to say you what get to they say are. right. Um. But like, what's really frustrating about it is, uh, it's. I guess it's probably like being an ISIS and you're fighting <laughs> America. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Right? Yes, I know what that's so like. like. You know, like you're just like a dude with a pickup truck and an AK, and you're fighting America. This is my favorite you know? analogy like, ever. So like you have the ability. I, I could read the headlines now. Yeah. Confirmed, any games are like ISIS. <laughs> it's pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, it's about as cutthroat, to be honest. Dispatch on the maybe line. more. It's not really. <laughs> but um, but you know, so like, as to, brainwashing to wield that power, you have to be successful. I mean, like to really like influence the market. The more power you have is relative to how successful you have you've been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah and it's really difficult to be successful and make what you want to make because even if you want to make call of duty like an indie studio making call of duty isn't going to be successful like call of duty right or it's going to take an eternity <laughs> right yeah and so like in order to become successful you have to 
check a lot of boxes that you might not be interested in checking. Right. Yeah. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> no. Okay. And I mean, well, sort of. I mean, like I didn't check those boxes. Um, miss that page. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so it like for me personally, like you know, like I want to be like you know, my next game I just want to release on itch because I feel like itch is a platform that as a creator I should support. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not interested in helping Valve. Like Valve is great. I still have a Steam account. I'm not saying delete your Steam accounts, but like I'm not interested in being like take my take thirty percent of my money, Valve. Yeah, PC um, version of Silent is only going to be itch too. Right, and yeah. so like, uh, but because I think that way, I'm also definitely throwing away some money. Yeah, and throwing away some power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at least throwing away impressions. Yeah. But that's sweet, sweet impressions. Yeah. About all you can ask for these days. Right. I mean, yeah. but, I mean, even look at the optics from the perspective of someone like me who's also trying to be an indie developer but trying to like run, run a podcast and I want to reach out to other people. And like indie devs are actually really good about responding like, yeah, man, love to talk to you. But like sometimes, you know, you reach out to a press person and be like, hey, really respect your work. would like to talk to you about like how you think your work and, you know, and the inflection between your work and indie games. You don't hear anything back. And you could just be easily like, fuck you, or just be like, well, I am kind of no name, nobody, just right? kind yeah. of expecting like a handout or expecting, so it's like, you know, and these people have jobs and, and things they need to do. And so it's, it's super understandable. It's like, it, and then you think of it, and then you think of the, the moment where it's like, they finally get back in touch with you. It's like, hey, we would love to talk to you. And yeah. you're like, okay. I feel like this is a make or break point right now. I could either be super spiteful. Right. And just like, and then that's the guy I am. Or like, just take it on the chin and <laughs> and, and, and and do right by people. But but yeah, it's interesting. The, 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 the power conversation right. of like, mm-hmm. you know, me you know, talking to like a Jonathan Blow or a, you know, a, a larger indie creator. Right. And, and then also, like, if Ward Podcast really blows up, are you going to be... All you fuckers are out of here. Yeah. Get the fuck <laughs> no. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Well, no, that's why I like this, because I feel I, I want it to be a rising tide that lifts, carries all boats. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like that we can focus on this, because, hey, guess what? No one else is focusing on us. So why... We got to focus on that's, ourselves. Right. That's exactly... Yeah. I mean... That's how you start a scene. That's right, and that's yeah. you know this was that's what I like about our town here. I mean, it's really cool that like we have such a strong community for game dev and stuff. Like, I mean, but that's kind of the way I always saw it. Like, you know, when we when CERN went under and we did the root thing, like I was just like, you know, we gotta like bring this whole thing up and like yeah. in a new and different way because like what would interest me the most is like you know if we had like a thriving viable scene here for all of us to make sweet stuff you know yeah yeah me too that's i mean that was like so that's we my wanted like goal. indie house to be like a stepping stone for yeah that, you know and like yeah man that's i could see plan. like a co-working like like a co-working office space yes. on top of indie yeah. house or something like that maybe yeah we'll get around to it at some point <laughs> we can't afford it check, um, check to see when your downstairs neighbors are moving out just rent that out too yeah yeah Mm. 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 Just get a bunch of sheets of plywood. They're your desks. Cinder, <laughs> yeah. cinder blocks. 
on a whole like indie apocalypse note, there's something I've been meaning to ask you uh, for a minute. You will. Um, do you know if Trezaval is entirely funded off his Patreon? I have no clue. It'd be so, pretty interesting. I don't know. Like Thomas and I were talking about like, all right, so we, we, we want to make some more niche work and like, you know, may, maybe not necessarily so commercial games, but we also want to make money. So we were talking about like like after after we finally finish this game, just doing like make really small things like a game every other month or something. Yeah, like yeah. Um, and that way we can afford to be risky on some of them, and we can afford to be less risky on uh, on the other ones. Right. Um, and either fund it, either like do make them all phone games and release them on the app store, or do like a Patreon, um, and release them on Itch and stuff as well. I think what's really interesting about Trasaval, like his Patreon is like he makes such bite-sized stuff that it's like not only consumable visually, but it's consumable like giftably. The, the well, the the program itself. Like I'm interested in supporting his Patreon because I want to see what his code is like. You know, sure. And like, not only is like Pico Eight a very like, even though it's not free, which kind of sucks. It's a pretty like open and democratic platform yeah like if somebody was like sharing their unity project i'm like i don't care because like that's not how i work 15 dollars for right i mean it's like yeah it's pretty good yeah um or like you know when the game maker stuff came out and like oh you get the spelunky code with your humble bundle and it's like that's really cool but like let's be honest how many people actually went in and looked at that because like that's like a that's even like before like Splunky HD. Like this is like a jumbled mess of like just hell. <laughs> Derek Yu, who's Derek not really Yu like a programmer. Codes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen JW's code and like an Oh God. <laughs> for a second I was like, oh man, JW is like sharing me this code. Like he's such a nice dude. And like, yeah, he's super nice and that was super sweet of him. But like it's unreadable and so it's like worthless. But like why is this all one line? Why did you minify this code? Yeah. Right. He just doesn't indent things. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh no. That's not good. <laughs> But yeah, so like, I mean, so bad. (laughs) Trasaval is like in an interesting position where like what he's making is like very easily consumed by people that want to watch cool stuff, play cool stuff, and code cool stuff. So yeah, that's an interesting Patreon. I um, I would I would get source code from my professors for projects like here's something to work off of, and they would just do one line, and I'm like, what the what what the fuck, why? What? Just like, let me just do a bunch of, you know, semicolon space, next line, semicolon space, next line. I'm like, you are murdering me. <laughs> you are murdering me. I've been right like now. trying to like beef up my JavaScript skills and like. How's that react? Ugh. <laughs> just people like, it's like this universal thing where like people that do JavaScript, like, so they like really love like, uh, I guess like anonymous functions or whatever. But like, they love to just like. Declare that in line, dude. Yeah, and it's just like, come on. Who's reading this? Like, it's completely unreadable code. Yeah. And it's just like this thing that, like, I guess all JavaScript developers got together one day and was like, yeah, let's do it this way. Because <laughs> you would think there would be enough people in the scene that are like, well, let's make it at least readable. What, what? It's like it's like a, like a, a on document loaded or something, and then you just attach mm-hmm. an anonymous function to that. Yep. yep. And then it's there's so, yeah. like one attached to that. It's just like all these nested like 
anonymous functions that aren't properly like indented or it's rough. It's a wild world out there. <laughs> well, at least you're learning React. I mean, React, not to get super into web development right now, um, but React is like, it's very self-contained yeah. as far as frameworks go. You're kind of just doing everything within React and you don't like, because you're using like their like, like virtual DOM, like you're not actually right. like even using the real one. So that's, that's good. Using React, you should be using Angular. You should be using, found, <laughs> you should be using Note. You should be using it's, this new programming language I just developed in the last five minutes. Why were you, why aren't you using this? Why aren't you using Scala? Just all that I got 20,000 git pulls in the last three seconds. Why aren't you using this? <laughs> you know what it really reminds me I of? I hate web development. Too. Scripting and game maker is like how I see web developers. Like they just learn it and like it doesn't make any sense, but they're just like, I'm going with it. And they yeah, like yeah, have yeah. run with it. It's so exactly far. what it is. Oh no, Mason, when Mason was doing yeah. web dev, he was just like, oh, you have to compile stuff. Oh, there's like a bug list. It's like, no, nah, I just run it. If it works, it works. And we're done here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Fucking what? That's wild. Yeah, I mean, like, I I learned to code in Unity. Like, that was like that was like my first real experience with with, with like back with in like Unity two when it was like Mac only and Man. shit. Did you start with JavaScript? Um, or did you just start? You yeah, just, I started in JavaScript and then learned C sharp once they added C sharp support. Oh, you didn't even have C sharp back then. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I started in Unity script, which is ugly, and it's like. It's it's basically C sharp because Unity is always as far as I can remember it's always used mono, but they just use this weird like JavaScript like syntax like veneer yeah yeah <laughs> I mean it has like some J JavaScript stuff like you you uh, any variable no matter what um, can be dynamically typed and all that other shit right but, like, yeah oh and the, but the syntax for it's so weird oh god it's like var var my thing colon type of thing yes if you, yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Drove me insane. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Fuck Unity script. But yeah, I learned that first and then I started doing Android development. And it was and then I started doing web stuff after. And it was really easy to learn other programming having done game programming first, because game programming is like pretty hard compared to to web stuff. Oh yeah, man. The the amount of time I've spent on Stack Overflow for game stuff versus the amount of time I've spent for web dev stuff, just that alone. It's like, I need to do this kind of jump, but the jump needs to do this and, yeah. all right, Google, take it away. <laughs> Let's see what we get. <laughs> Where it's just... It's surprising how often you can get like a really clear answer to that. Yeah, Someone has like, like the exact exactly same problem. About. And it's like, oh, huh. You know? <laughs> well, I guess I'll just copy and paste that. <laughs> yeah. But for web dev, it's just like, oh, I need the button to, to load the page like this. It's like, all right, here you go. Yeah. It's like, sweet. Jesus. That's funny. Where are we? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, yeah. Virginia. 804. Fight me. Son of Richmond. <laughs> happy 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. Happy 4th happy, of July. Um, yeah. Happy 4th Eve. 4th e Eve of the 4th. Yes. May the 4th May the Eve be Eve you. 4th be with you. I got some buds coming into town. Gonna have some buds. Gonna drink some buds. Probably just get some buds. Probably, yeah, probably just yeah. Crack open a cold one. <laughs> cold <laughs> buds. I just wish I had a can right now. Just. <laughs> All right, boys. Do we have anything else you want? Do you want to talk about Denuvo, Sam? Are we. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
I haven't prepared my notes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Denuvo's Dino, stupid. I, I just had. I just still have that article headline where it says Rhyme players cracked the DRM and just days after it launched. Yeah, like so. Well, so just like any other sort of software security, it's just buying time, right? And 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 there's just all like these life. articles. There's all these articles when like, uh, uh, you know, MGSV had Denuvo and and uh, um, you know, the new Far Cry had Denuvo and all this other stuff. Like lots of games. Um came out with it i think near had it um and they're like is game piracy dead no <laughs> no people are still poor never, of course it's not dead it's not is dead. this the yeah. piracy apocalypse no <laughs> um, yeah, let's start that narrative instead you know like <laughs> regardless of how you feel about pirating games i mean i do sometimes i just view it as like like i pirated Owlboy, right because i was like i'm i'm no interest in this other like for the amount of money it costs i just want to try it and i played maybe 10 10 minutes well more than 10 minutes maybe like an hour of it um, and well, I, you know, I, I would hate it if people pirated my game, but they're going to, you know, yeah, like it's just going to happen. Um, so it seems to me that the best way to get people to not pirate your game is to make it cheaper, uh, instead of putting Denuvo on and Denuvo is really bad, right? Because like, like certain games that have never had it removed, like, do you know how it works? No. So... Wow, that sounded really sarcastic. No, I'm sorry. Do you no, no. understand what we're no. talking about? Um, no, I'm sorry. That meant to come off as sincere because, like, I'm legitimately interested in because so, you are, seem very invested in it. But no, I well, like, I think I think it's really interesting. So the way it works is, uh, is it it um, de-encrypts things, de-encrypts like actual like assets in the game, um, like code and meshes and textures and all this stuff. Um, it de de-encrypts it, and the the encryption key is based on your uh, like CPU revision number, which changes like like if you bought an, an Intel i5 whatever in June of 2016, um, and you bought one in May of 2016, they're they will different. have different different revision numbers. Now they're the chips will perform the same, obviously, or very close to the same, but like there's small tweaks and changes in the chemistry and stuff that they've made, um, and so it's very device specific. Uh, which means that after a certain point, uh, when those chips aren't made anymore, um, like you'd never be able to emulate a Denuvo game, hmm. or you'd never be able to uh, have a Denuvo game that works on like you know hard hardware in like forty years or something. Um, and so there's almost like a preservative standpoint, yeah. like or like a game's history standpoint. It's like really Archival. bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, and that's like. That's like pretty shitty because like if you bought this game, right, you should be able to like at least play it on something forever. Uh, and so it's very damaging in that sense and that you're, you're really not like owning the game as, as you'd think as you'd think that you would. But don't some games um, like remove it after a while? Isn't yes, there like a, uh, like uh, Inside a, did that. Uh, the composition. Doom did that. They just, yeah, they just updated the game without the Denuvo in it. Um, Got it. And and that's that was a really good move. I I I I think that's a good idea. Like, hey, you know, piracy protect your game for this initial sales spike, and then once it starts to drag and tail, you you know, remove uh, remove the the piracy protection. But really, the best piracy protection is just to be a good person and sell your game for cheap. Well, I feel like that like the good person aspect is good too. Like, if you are have an outward persona and people know you, I feel like they're less likely right. to pirate your game. Right. Because I mean, I feel that way sometimes, or I feel like. Like I know a creator 
yeah for anything for art or comics or anything and i know them personally i'm more likely to buy it through their store than like amazon it's like right. well let me just give them all of the revenue instead of just what after whatever cut totally. amazon going to take totally um and you know like didn't you have someone try and pirate or so no someone did pirate your game yeah yeah, yeah. I, I actually ran across it on the <laughs> private tracker that yeah, i weren't you used like, for like torrenting like better call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> and i was just like i was just like what we made it boys hopped up in the comments and i was like this is my game and I don't <laughs> think, that's me I, I actually i actually downloaded it because i wanted to see like how many peers i would have that's a, that was a weird feeling being like oh please be popular please be popular right yeah and then please be like, pirated all these lot. people are like technically stealing my game but i'm like oh but please please do well mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say the game because like I don't want more people to go pirate it. But um, I had a friend who uh, he found his game on the pirate bay, and then for every comment on on the that submission, thread, yeah. yeah, he just put up a Steam key. Wow, that's super nice. Yeah, and it was like, and then like the, the uh, I think they they like took it down or something. Like mm. it's like oh, it's He's ruining our business. <laughs> yeah, um, we can't have any fun with this now. But You're supposed to yeah, be destroying I mean, his life. I don't know. There's there's ways to. So Denuvo is not working anymore because um, like they fucked Rhyme up. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah. Well, remember they cracked it in like in like yeah yeah yeah. And it also had horrible performance issues due to Denuvo, yes, which was kind was of the like, developer's fault. It's like querying a lot. Like they didn't optimize it well. Right. But but you mean like Denuvo? Denuvo itself is like not after, since that fiasco. Denuvo is like in uh, a state of disarray. So no no judging me um, because I actually like I actually hang out in the like the cracking subreddits to like to like because i'm cu- it's it's well, such it's an interesting crack thing subreddit you know well you know what I- <laughs> <laughs> um but like i'll hang i'll hang out on the, the the subreddits that are like you know like actively working at cracking to new and stuff because it's it's a really interesting like subculture and um also interesting process but uh there's this group called cpy that's like can crack any Denuvo game now they spent ages cracking um uh it wasn't the new mirror's edge there was was mgsv it might have been mgsv it was like one of the first big games that everyone wanted that had to new on it so you couldn't pirate it which mgsv was one of those but because they learned a lot cracking that game and no it was doom doom was like the oh yeah, the, yeah. like the big de nouveau game that everyone wanted yeah. to crack um and that group cpy can like just any de nouveau game it's like cake for them now that's great uh like I remember a while ago, uh, Cubase is like a popular music oh, making yeah. software, <laughs> and they came out. I think it might have been like Cubase three or four or something. And they were like, it was when they started like requiring you to have like a dongle and like taking up a USB slot for you to run their program. Yeah, and they were like, we finally did it. We made it unhackable, and like, yeah. It, it was really great cracking that software and like the cool uh like crack tro music that was playing was just like the song that the group wrote that was basically like fuck you no we can crack anything and it yeah. was like that that attitude is like hard to not really revel in like yeah yeah, it's really funny. It's like it, it's it's like when you when you make something so impenetrable, it's just like a dare, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you watch. Nobody is like watching Pirates of the Caribbean the first like forty five minutes of it, where like 
Jack Sparrow's bouncing around and fooling everybody and being like, oh, but he's a pirate, you know, like when you like look into like (laughs) the scene and stuff, it's like this pretty fascinating thing. And it's like hard not to root for the people that are cracking software. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I definitely don't have have like an opinion on like whether or not it's good for preservation. It's just cool that these guys are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how I feel about it too. Cause it's just, I mean, such a fun thing to watch. And it's so, I mean, it's actually pretty heartwarming when, you know, someone in like, you know, fucking Lithuania or something that like, you know, <laughs> can't, can't afford the game or, or like they, they have, um, oh, like it, like people in Australia all the time, like can't get games because Australia just doesn't right let those games in. Yeah. Um, and you know, they'll say something like, oh, this is the only way I was able to play this and it's amazing. Right. Because you guys cracked it. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty cool is pretty neat mm-hmm. you it's just like a fact of life i mean it's like if you if you run a business people are gonna steal from you right yeah and like you kind of have to factor that in and it kind of sucks but like sometimes the people stealing it are doing it for kicks and that sucks sometimes it's like a hungry child stealing a snickers bar which is like ethically pretty gray yeah, yeah. um and I don't know, it's weird. I mean, like, uh, clearly you can make a game that does well without any DRM. Yep. Um, the Witcher 3 being a, probably the best example of that. Um, they, they, this, they, they asked CDPR about it and they were like, yeah, why didn't you guys put DRM in this? And they're like, well, people are going to pirate it anyway. So we felt, we felt we, we could take the time that it would take to integrate some DRM to just making the game better. Right. And I mean, that's another huge thing is like these companies spend a huge amount of money and time. Oh yeah. Denuvo licensing is like stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And like if, if people are just going to walk around that anyway. Yeah. Just make, make the game better. So they're more inclined to pay for it in the first place. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to make it so that like I have to personally email the decryption key to them. That's how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I want to make it, I want to make my game really easy to pirate and also like it's gonna be like two dollars like i wonder i wonder what what do you think downwell's piracy is like it's a good question because i mean anything on android is gonna end up pirated period sure i'm sure their android piracy numbers are yeah are pretty high but what about on like pc, PC yeah like how many people are pirating the it's a good question. PC version of Downwell. Well, and with PC too, like, I mean, you have like Steam and sales and stuff that really, like, I think that fights piracy way more. Oh, yeah. Than any kind of DRM. Bundles, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There was that, what was that interesting thing? It was like, there's like a cost, like a, a, a there's like value in like money and value in ethic, being ethical and I'm going to have to read up on this and to, like talk about it. Ned. Oh, like podcast. what is w- like, how much money are you losing? Like by putting piracy in versus just accepting the like, putting DRM in, sorry, versus just being a cool person. No, it was, it was more like based on like the consu- the price, the consumer pays. So it's like, oh. you pay the cost of the game, but you also have to pay the like effort it takes to get the game. Which mm-hmm. like, you know, back when it was like PC PC games in boxes in stores was like not nothing. And yeah. then also the cost ethically of what you're doing. So like 
if you're just pirating a game, you don't pay any money there. It's pretty easy to pirate, but you're like ethically you're paying like this, you know, not valueless that, you know, like if you, if like, for instance, if you pirated a game Mm -hmm. and you really loved it and played it for 60 hours, chances are you'd be like, well, you know, maybe I should buy it, you know? And like, there's people that have different scruples out there and that's fine. But like, basically like if it's really difficult to get the game, then you factor in the price of the effort that you have to right. pay to get it. Yeah. Like I, I have an, uh, okay. I own Adobe Photoshop CS six. Right. But, um, I have a pirated copy on, uh, my computer because it's so damn hard to, yeah. to figure out what my key is to put it in to legitimize the software. Right. Right. So technically that's stolen. Yeah. Because it's been made so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And that I used to have the same problem with native instruments plugins, which are like music tools. Like VSTs and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And like native instruments makes like incredible product. Like Reactor is like one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. But it used to be so difficult to like just like you have to install their service center and do all this stuff and get your activation key. And it was just like, just give me the thing. And also, like installing it from disk, like they're pretty big products. That takes a while, right? Like it's easier for me to just pirate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan yeah. leaves for like five minutes, and we're like, "This podcast condones theft." Steal <laughs> to your heart's content. Sorry, my cat son was getting needy. All right. Well, I think that's I a like good your pl- cat. That's a good place. Thank you. He thanks you. Yeah, he's yeah. a big kitty. He is a big cat. He's like a bull. I realize it's like you have like the musculature of like a bull. Yeah, seriously. Mike, thank you. Thank you for coming. Yes. Mike, thank where you for can having we, me. Where can we find you? What's uh, your address? Oh. Uh, social security number? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, blood type. You can find me in several places. You can, of course, find me on Facebook, on Twitter, at uh, RedCactusM. And um, you can find me on my website, MikeOdomArt.com. And also Route76.io.io. Route I was wondering where did red, red cactus M come from? Uh, well, I wanted red cactus, and <laughs> it was taken, so I just added an M for Mike. Yeah, work, it works. Cool. But I don't know. Well, That's like pretty cacti. good. Is that one of those Both like though. I've had this since I was fifteen? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. At some point, I think it was like Final Fantasy VIII. I got obsessed with cactars, and nice. I just thought they were the coolest <laughs> thing. I'd like do them, you know, in the spine of my notebook and stuff i used to have a leather jacket that had a patch on the back that had no cactuar which is like from the bouncer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's so cool um but no i was obsessed with that so i was like kind of adopted the cactus mantle and yeah your, your nice. avatar should be like a cactuar with like a red mage hat on yeah oh dope <laughs> it would be pretty cool yeah uh well can we where can people find you uh on the ward podcast yeah yeah ward.com slash podcast hyphen 2017 yep that's it that's exactly it don't go to <laughs> ward.com we don't own that that's a recycling plant center so now you're not condoning recycling no i am condoning recycling i'm condoning don't associate res- well don't go to a website why would you go to a website yeah don't go who uses websites nobody uses anymore? websites i once emailed a guy 
before it became that recycling center and once emailed him how much he wanted for that domain. Mm-hmm. And he was like, $250,000. So I was like, thank you, goodbye. Wow. <laughs> so I'll give you 20 geez. bucks for it. <laughs> he probably like sold. I got a fiver. Uh, but yeah, I guess like, I don't know. You can you can find me pretty easily online. X zero one zero one zero one one one. Yep, yep. You got it. That's the one, Sam. You can find me on Twitter at Sam Lotion, uh, and you can find me on itch.io. So it's samlotion.itch.io, and then my company's website is remotegames.co. Co. 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 And nobody got time for the M, Mike. <laughs> I know he stole your M. <laughs> yeah, Mike stole your M. Yeah, I added it to my. Yeah, I didn't want you <laughs> oh to have it. <laughs> now oh I know God. where it went. Uh, and you can find all the Ward game stuff at ward-games.com at Ward Video Games at Brain Deer Games. <laughs> uh, Dude, just use that to retweet Ward shit from now on. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Only Ward stuff. Yeah. Uh, yes. I should get. I wonder. I wonder if he has BraindeerGames.com registered yet. I should just shield <laughs> out a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, or just, just have it redirect to Warhead Games. Just build the whole like structure for him and yeah. just be like, anytime, I'll just yeah, give you the keys, man. Yeah, here you go, keys to the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at DylanOvento.com, at DylanOvento. Don't go to DylanOvento.com. It's just a portfolio website. Um, and if you like this, if you like, if Mike, if you like this podcast. I like this podcast. Give us a review on iTunes. I will. Go to iTunes. Search Wardcast. We're the only result, <laughs> as far as I know. Comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Be sure you comment, like, and subscribe. The Ward Podcast. Uh, next week we're doing uh, episode twenty-eight of my Minecraft playthrough. Um, <laughs> comment below what you want me to name the sheep, please. I'm putting a poll up later on t- Twitter. Be sure to participate in the poll. We're having a raffle. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for having us. Woo. Where's the mouse? <laughs>